Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about Star Wars The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi! We are not going to say anything up until the review. No spoilers. No, no spoilers. We'll have a substantial spoiler-free section. I don't know how substantial it will be. Um, but there will be a spoiler-free section. Exactly. And but then, we're not saying anything up until then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, if you want to go in completely, like, no, you don't want to hear anything about it, you're good to go. Yeah. Up until we hit the uh, the review portion. We'll give you yep. fair warning. Yep. Substantial fair yeah. warning. Yeah. Awesome. So, John, what are we up to this week? Oh man, I've actually I feel like I've been up to a whole lot. Like there's been a lot of video games, and then I forgot mm. to talk about something last week that I had done. Oh. Um, so let me start there. We're going in chronological order. Okay. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is Coco. The okay. Movie. We saw that Catherine and I saw that uh, a couple weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and uh, that movie is awesome. Nice. We actually saw it. So the news came out where it's like, oh, you know, there's like the Frozen short beforehand. And uh, <clears throat> the mo- the news came out where it's like, oh, audiences didn't like the Frozen short beforehand. Yeah. And so we're removing it from that movie. And so I was like, well, I have to go see it now before the before they remove this uh, Frozen short from the beginning of it. Apparently, um, they didn't remove it because of that. Apparently, it was that was the plan all along. It was in like all the contracts in the uh, for the theaters. That's super weird and very interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like it's the backlash against the Frozen short was so interesting to me. <laughs> I mean, I, it sounds stupid to me. Well, I mean, like so, so for context. Yeah. Normally, there's shorts between before Pixar and Disney movies, but normally it's like, hey, here's a Pixar short in front of a Pixar movie yeah. or a Disney short in front of a Disney movie. Right. Um, Disney Disney animation. This time it was a Disney animation short in front of a Pixar movie, and not only was it a Disney animation short, it was a 20 minute long. Disney animation short when they're normally around six to eight minutes, right? And uh, and with like what four songs? I mean, it, so the content of it is interesting because literally as soon as it popped up, uh, like it's formatted for television as well. Like it wasn't widescreen even. Like it was it was widescreen for your television, mean? but it, like so it had sidebars. Um, so it wasn't as wide as the 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 film is. Like it was formatted. So for a TV no, thing. Well, no. What I think you're saying is that's what I think you're saying. Okay. That the that Coco is probably in something other than like a wider format than sixteen nine, and this was in a sixteen nine format. So in order to display it properly on the screen, it had to have side black dark sidebars. Otherwise, you're cropping some of it out. Right. That's what I mean. So this one looked That's, like it was definitively smaller than Coco was. Well, yeah. I mean, but it's, if it didn't, if it didn't have any bars on top and bottom, that's fine. And it wasn't it wasn't four by three. Right? I'm it, was, it, wasn't, out. it wasn't square. No, it wasn't square. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was 16.9 then, and it just had like, then, and Coco probably wasn't 16.9. It was probably something, you know, a little bit bigger. Right. That doesn't throw me off any. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I my thought was like, no, that's just a theater, that's just a display theater, a theater display problem. Like, you, I mean, it's like, you can't, you know, like, if you have a super wide screen that you're displaying your movie on, but you have something that goes before it that's not super wide, then you can't throw that up there. 
That would make sense. I mean, we should move on because this is getting way too in the weeds. Right, right, right. Anyway, but like for it being like a twenty-two minute long thing as well, like which is what normally like yeah. one of the uh, the like Disney ch- like channel broadcast television ABC f- specials or right. whatever, like a holiday special is as well. And it definitely had that vibe. Like it had the vibe of like, oh, we're gonna this is like a Christmas special almost, a Frozen Christmas special um and it had those those themes i actually thought the short was okay like it was good it was a little too self-referential but it was like it was good like it was a good solid like 22 minute yeah. frozen thing you know i just don't get I don't, I don't get the purpose of it other than like like normally the shorts you know like um you know you have a short that um it, it's its own self-contained thing but they do it like because it's an like more of an art piece right something it's a story that couldn't be told in um a longer form yeah for example like the what was the one with the dog like that that one was all mm-hmm. cell shaded and they were like you know it's so expensive to do this cell shaded stuff and it takes so long to actually do it it wouldn't be possible to do yeah. anything besides this like short or a couple way. years ago i think about that one with uh, the guy at, like the paper yep and like that one paper like, man. Yeah. but that's something that you wouldn't want to watch two and a half hours of you of know of course <laughs> Or even twenty two minutes. Of, exactly. You know? Yeah. So that's what that's what I feel like the purpose of a short is. Yeah. But then, you know, like, it's weird. I mean, if I was if I had gone to see this, so, so I would have gone to see this movie, not knowing that that something like that was there. I, like, I expect a short, but not anything. And by the time they hit probably the third song, mm-hmm. I would be like. What is going on? Yeah, it's like um, there were literally people who came in late, right? Yeah. There was a, a couple, like a family. They came in late. They came in during the Frozen short. Yeah. They walk in, and then they walk back out, and then they come back in on their phones. Oh, yeah. And they're just like looking down, like confused. Like well, so I, they, they definitely thought they walked into then. the wrong movie. Well, I would, yeah, I, and I probably might think that too if I was just sitting there. I'm like, what is happening right, right now? Yeah. And, and so like th- there was that problem. I also feel like, like you said, like there's so many times the – um they put these really cool, creative, unique shorts in front of them. So I'm like, what did they, what didn't they put in front of this in order to put the frozen short there? Like, and the other side of it is like, were they trying to bolster the audience of Coco or were they trying to get like a theatrical release on this frozen short? Like, I don't understand the, the purpose of putting these two things together. Yeah. It's no idea. Um, because like, Maybe they're trying to get the cross section of like, oh, here are the people that always go see the Pixar movies, and here are the people that go, you know, that go to see the uh, the Walt Disney World animation movies. Maybe we just like we're gonna get the perfect storm of a mashup here. I don't know. Oh, that's, Very it's, strange. It's anyway, weird. moving on to the actual movie, the actual feature that we paid to see. Um, it was Coco, gorgeous movie, um, incredible plot. Like it's really well done. Like the, the thing that I questioned. Um, Going in, I was like, "Well, is this going to be too much like like Book of Life or something like that?" But it's totally not. It's not 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 quite the same because like they have the same uh, Day of the Dead kind of theme going on and visuals and that sort of thing. But uh, but this is definitely definitely awesome. Worth worth checking out for sure. I will say that like the uh, the like for the visuals alone, like there's a, a moment that I actually appreciated the 3D in. Mm. And so if you're like, oh, do I go see 3D? Not 3D maybe there's like there's one moment in there where i'm like oh man the 3d definitely helped that moment like made it cooler mm. so definitely worth worth checking out nice what have you been up to this week man is that it that was just oh, I mean, last oh, week yeah i have a bunch of video games that i've been up to <laughs> i mean you know we can just like bounce back and forth if you want to i feel like i feel like that let's, okay let's let's go with that all right all right so um i don't have a ton but um we uh, the new um the new 
Raid for Destiny came out last week, or sorry, the new content. The raid dropped like what Friday or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, we we kind of uh we dipped our toes in the water with the raid layer, and so far I'm really enjoying that. Yeah. Um, it feels c- completely different than the Callus raid, the raid that came with the base Destiny game. Um, and I'm really liking those differences. Um, the one thing I think like I'll I'll uh. We've gotten used to the rooms in the raid uh, rotating, and I think I'm going to miss that whenever we run through this successive times. Because like, so mm. we ran through it on Monday, and uh, the reset was on Tuesday. So we'll, we're going to run it again tomorrow, mm-hmm. and uh, with with our crew. But we're going to have to do that first part again. I'm kind of like, Ugh, I don't want to do that again, or at least I, at least I don't want to start with it again. You know, yeah. I wish we could just pick up with something we haven't done. Uh, so that's something that like I I've kind of come to appreciate more than I thought I did with that first raid. Yeah. I mean, the question inevitably, like as soon as you get into like the, the raid is like, Oh, does anybody know what the order yeah, is what's, this week? What's the order? What's the first thing? Right. And so like, that's, that's a relatively unique thing. Cause at least you're not starting with the same thing you started with last time. Like you'll yeah. eventually do the same activities all yeah. for the same, but in a different order. So it feels somewhat different. I, I, I do see that. I do think like this one, the environments are ridiculously cool. Oh man, they're beautiful. Which is strange. Cause like they saw, talked about this one being a smaller, uh, experience or a shorter experience. Shorter. Yeah. Um, and they were like, Oh, Oh yeah, we couldn't do. We didn't didn't have time to do another environment. Like we didn't have time to build out a whole other raid, and yeah. so we just decided to to create this like bonus onto the same same raid or same yeah. level. And like it was, I expected it to be relatively same assets or like same like general feel or something like that. But there are moments in this thing where it's like it feels like a completely different thing. Yeah, I think really what they what they were alluding to was probably like they. You know, like you think about the difference, the the art and design differences between Vault of Glass and Crota. Yeah. You know, in, in Destiny One, extremely different. It's a good point. Like they don't, they're not sharing assets at all. Uh, whereas there are pieces in this that still are like you're using assets from, um, you know, like the 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 main part of the raid, or at least the um, the uh, Cabal kind of like the inside of the ship and all kind of stuff. Yeah. All that's generally the same. Even there's a couple of hallways that you go through. They're like, this could be somewhere else in the underbelly. That's true. You know, um, especially early on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you think about how much, like, I think it works for them. There's a ton of open space in, in, um, this one so far. Yeah. That decreases the amount of design you have to do on it. I guess that's true. Whenever you have like potential like floating platforms or fl- platforms that are hovering over like water, yeah. even if the the outer rim or the skybox or whatever is stunning, it's like that's still it's not something you interact with. Well, and most so of it's, it's a little not easier. stunning because there's like you're just inside rooms. You know, like you think about the, like where the platforms. Are, sorry, we're spoiling some things in that raid layer. Both the rooms, like the, there's really no ceiling. Right. Um, I'll say that, and then like some of the like just like outside areas just kind of just goes off into. Space or darkness into the distance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, now I'm like, oh, I, I'm not gonna spoil this. Uh, so, like, I just don't think you know, like, but it works for him because that it adds some scale to things. Yeah. I think about in Destiny One, one of the my favorite parts of any of the raids um, was in the last one they dropped, Wrath of the Machine. Yeah. And I, f- I think it's right after the um, you're on the machine and you jump the, down or something the like trains that? or the or the yeah what is it uh, i forget what whatever it's called. it's called yeah but you jump down and then and then you go you're going back you're going down into the war um, mind the war mind and you, there's just this big red like war mind entrance in front of you yeah and that's relatively easy to 
design compared to some of the other stuff, I I would think. But the scale of it, yeah, like makes you like really like at least it's it's impactful. And it definitely like you could tell on that one. Um, from that point on in Destiny, they play with scale, like yeah. in, and in Destiny Two, they're playing with scale a lot because they left the previous generation behind. Like that that expansion wasn't on 360 and PS3, and right. so you're like they can play with that scale and they can do that even, well, even more. You, uh, I don't think King's Fall was on. Um, the uh, 360 or PS3. It might not have been. And, you know, you think about Crota at the end, you know, he's huge. Yeah. Or not Crota. Uh, Oryx. Oryx, yeah. yeah. Oryx at the end is super huge in that raid, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, with that one, like, the high, or that's the taken, but, like, uh, those spaces, a lot of times it felt like we were fighting the hive weren't we or no yeah you definitely had like hive and taken like mixed together yeah anyway so, so like so a lot of those spaces are a lot more like closed off yeah yeah because there's that close quarters kind of thing it's and so like interacting with a large environment like that is crazy I, the uh it is an interesting experience we went in without knowing anything and we're going to go in tomorrow yeah. not knowing anything which like i actually like like it's slower yeah but we're able to figure things out eventually. Yeah. And it's it's fun to puzzle things out with uh, yeah. with friends, you know, whenever somebody's on to something or whatever. Yeah. There was a moment whenever, like, we had five of us in there because we were like, oh, we have five of us together. Let's just try it. Yeah. And then, like, we found we got to a spot where it's like, oh, <laughs> we need a sixth. Like, yeah. it literally won't let us continue without a sixth. Yeah. Um, and so I texted you and I was like, dude, you know, and you're like, yeah, I'm finishing up dinner. And so you hopped on. So it's like, it was, uh, going in with not knowing anything, puzzling all that stuff out is, is very fun and a rewarding experience. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, PUBG came out this week. That's right. Uh, player unknowns battlegrounds on Xbox on Xbox one. Yes. It's a game preview version. Um, so we jumped in and played some of that really, really fun, mm -hmm. uh, runs, Pretty terribly right now. Pretty poorly. Uh, it's it's in game preview, so like I mean I you know I get it. Uh, it just feels like it's just not optimized at all. Yeah, for it's Xbox interesting. One. It's interesting that they like they released it in this game preview, so like you're, you, I obviously knew that I wasn't going to be getting into a, a finalized game or anything, but I did kind of expect it to run a little bit better than it does, specifically because. Um, I don't know. They were like, "Oh, you're you're like three versions back on this version of uh, like the Xbox version." Mm -hmm. So it's like I didn't expect it to be this unoptimized. Um, I expected it to like r still run at a steady kind of a frame rate, where it's like it hitches all the time. Yeah, I mean, th there's uh, so there's it does a few things. Number one, the frame rate is always I guarantee below thirty. Yeah, and uh, it is totally unlocked, and so like you know sometimes you can be getting super super low like in Whenever the single you're digit in a car <laughs> yeah single digit frame rate um and then on on the other hand you also have uh server connection issues so um occasionally it'll say it'll pop up and say something like network network uh network connection interrupted see i never got any of that you were getting that you all the time i got it fulton got it like there were several other people like it was and and i kept checking and as did as did uh fulton and uh, like it's totally on their end. What's like, weird is I kept getting a your controller's disconnected. I did. I got that and too. And it's like I'm still running, and I'm like, no. Nah, and it's working. It's good. And it's working with the rest of the console. I it's also had so weird. I had this other thing like where I got kicked from a match. Like it literally, the, the app like would lock up. Yeah. And then it would crash right so i would have like a game crash and then i would load back in and it would go your match is still in progress you want to join in and i'd be like oh okay and it's like That's you join weird. back in and you're like. 
what would happen is if I was pushing forward whenever it crashed, yeah. I would have have walked however oh, like gosh. long that distance was. Good grief! And so or driven or whatever. So like I at one point I had like it happened three times in the same match. I came in the top ten. I was like doing really well and had a bunch of awesome stuff. And so I was like, I can't leave this by itself. Yeah. Um. But like there was a moment where I was driving, and literally like I spawned back in, and I'm just like running into this wall with this 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 buggy and it's, it's just like sitting there on the wall i'm like well, i'm lucky so nobody walked over here and just like wiped me out so uh, the other thing that's a little confusing like there's no tutorial for this and so like even basic things in the in the controls aren't aren't um aren't clear so like for instance whatever I, right. I played my first two matches literally not knowing how to reload the guns like I, you pick it up you pick up a gun you pick up ammo um and you have I was pressing everything. You have yeah. to hold X to reload, yeah. which makes zero sense. And um, like my second match, I came in second place, mm -hmm. but I like I hacked some guy with a machete. <laughs> um, couldn't like I got some awesome guns. I had like this assault rifle and a, a handgun or something else or a shotgun. I had a ton of ammo. Could not figure out how to load any of it. And That's so really funny. Eventually, I just grabbed a buggy and uh, ran over a couple of people. Yep. And then just uh, drove around till the end of the game. It was me and one other guy. And since I obviously, oh, this is the thing. I was like going around in a circle in the like final circle. Like it was so small. Yeah. Of um, and uh, I was like, well, I'm just going to like try to run him over too. Ran out of gas. Oh. Which I didn't know. I didn't even know you could do. Yeah. You got to pick or up or those else, gas cans if or, you want. Or else I would have been, because like, I saw a gas can earlier that, oh. that game. Um, and, uh, and well, it's like, I, and so I hop out of the car, and obviously, since I couldn't shoot my guns because I couldn't figure out how to right. reload them, you're trying to he machete. wasted me. Yeah. I probably could have, like, I feel like I could have gotten first place had, like, I not run out of gas for sure, and or I knew how to shoot my guns, right, or reload my guns. It's funny, like, because I was asking, um, I was asking, I don't know, I don't remember if it was Aaron or Fultron, but I was asking one of them whenever I first kind of got in, I was like, so is there like a screen where I can just look at the look at the controls? Yeah. And they were like, no, no. and there's like settings, <laughs> but there's no like, there's literally not even a loading screen. Because sometimes like games will have like, oh, on the loading screen, you can be like, oh, so this is mapped to this like button, this is mapped to that button. There was something, well, but it doesn't say hold. Like there was some kind of screen that had like... Driving um, controls, swimming controls, like really? first person control. Yeah, I could not find that screen for the life of it me. It was it was super buried. But then again, it still didn't say like hold X to yeah. reload. It just said X reload. So I'm like sitting there pressing X. Yeah, like, it's not reloading. What's funny is like I, I we played some Fortnite. So like we got in um, three of us, and so you can't like three person queue into the like four person squads map like it tries to match make you with people yeah. and there's very few people that are single queuing into the like four person team yeah, why would game you ever do like that? why would you do that um and so like we like it was just it kept constantly like not putting us in or whatever so we were like okay with the three of us why don't we just hop over to fortnite they have this new mode the 50v50 mode so we hopped over there and played that and like there's that game is in a way better state than it was in whenever I even played it, um, you know, a month yeah. or two ago at this yeah. point. Um, where, like, frame rate issues that I had, I wasn't having anymore. They definitely like, have the UI down as well, like UI updates. But, like, that, that game used to have interact uh, with objects so you can open doors with X and that sort of thing. But you also reload just by tapping X. So I'm like, why couldn't PUBG do this? Like, yeah. what's, what's the problem? Like, how often are you, like, sitting there needing to reload and also, like, standing near a doorway where you're interacting with it by accident? Yeah. You know? I don't know. It's, it's, it's very strange. The other thing I'll say that's a little different than um, 
PC is that like on PC you're able to um, walk into a room, mm-hmm. still walk around while you like you're in your menus, and you can quickly drag things over with your mouse. Like it takes a long time to get into your menus and pick things up and, equi- and equip attachments and stuff like that. And like both of us got wasted while we were both in our menus yep. in a house somewhere. Yeah, and then we were, we were like. Well, we got to make a rule: only one person in the menus at a time, which is ridiculous. It's pretty frustrating. You know, like, I feel like there's a better way than the way that they have it, like the tab yeah. over thing to like. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I almost wish it was almost like a Destiny cursor style UI. Yeah, or a cur- or like literally, don't make me like t- like uh, pull a, a trigger to go from menu to menu. Just let me push over. Yeah, you like know? that. Yeah, that doesn't make sense like, either. I I have this D pad where I have left and right control. Why don't you just let me use it? <laughs> yeah. Um, something else that I was thinking about whenever, uh, whenever you're running on PC, you can just hold the run button and then kind of sweep your camera around yeah. and like look around on the Xbox version. You can't do that. Yeah. Like if you sweep too far, it'll like cancel your run. Right. And so it's like, Oh, that, that, that has, uh, has gotten me not necessarily killed, but like to where I'm like, playing it more cautiously like yeah. because you stop and check behind you make sure nobody's following you whatever um rather than just kind of sweeping the camera around and we so. forgot to we forgot to say like PUBG is a battle royale style like 100 versus 1 um or 99 versus 1 yeah. uh, game where you go, you know 100 people drop into this island um, go at it to the death. Yeah, you, you get dropped in nothing on you, so you go scavenge up for your frying pans and your machetes and your uh, your guns and even, go take people out. Even with all those like problems, uh-huh. I just I want to play it. I had a blast, and every single time, I honestly like I, I I don't know why, but for some reason it appeals to me more than Fortnite does. Like I think for, Fortnite's the better game right now and runs better, but this uh, like the shooting feels better. Oh yeah. Um, just the whole vibe of it feels better yeah. to me. Yeah, it's definitely more um, like serious, like where I'm not kind of just jumping around or whatever in it. Well, Fortnite, like, like even like it doesn't feel like you're able to take cover or hide well, right? Um, and in this, you can. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's an interesting thing to me uh, that this game is in this state and then it's like i hope that it will i mean obviously it's gonna like continue yeah. to get better and better and better and better yeah um and i just hope that it goes as quickly as Fortnite has because like jumping back in a month or, or a month and a half or so later on Fortnite, um j- drastic improvements for yeah. me and so i'm hoping that this is a story where we get in in, in like late january early february and it's like holy cow this is awesome i'm gonna be playing it all the way through then obviously yeah um but it is a situation where i do hope that it's uh it's, it's improved quickly um i jumped into after a couple of matches of uh, of that going you know getting up into the top 10 that sort of thing i wanted to play something to de-stress and so i played rocket league the other night and uh they have their christmas thing going on it's similar to their halloween thing where you can get like um, Christmas sweater designs for your car and that sort of thing. So you get these, uh, you get tokens after every match, cashing those tokens for specific items. So I'll be bopping in and out of that on both my Xbox and my Switch just to try to get some of those items, some of those cool, nice. cool looking Christmassy items. So that's cool. It's fun. That game is still ridiculously fun. The last thing I did I wanted to talk about was um, uh, the Skin and Earth comic by Lights. Uh, the last issue dropped this month. Dude, I'm so excited. It's, it's double sized. Um, so it's a 60-page comic rather than a 30-page comic, which is pretty awesome. It's awesome. Um, overall, the series was really good. Like I, I like how it played in. So Lights is a musician, electronic musician. We've talked about it before. We kind of, 
think this was my pick of the week one week, um, whenever this launched. Uh, but she did a comic that accompanies her new album, and every single chapter like is paired with uh, the song from the album, and so they kind of play off each other. It's it's really interesting. The album um, is really good as al- well. Really, yeah, definitely check the album out. But and the comic's really good. Like the yeah. thing is that I like by. Uh, I don't know if I would have said this early on, but like at this point, like the comic stands on its own um, and works as a story apart from the album. Agreed. Um, I think I think I think the album gives the comic a little bit more depth, but not the other way around. You know, where like the comic doesn't give the album more depth. You know. Oh, totally. I, yeah. But um, I don't think that it relies on the album to enough. Like early on, I feel like it did, where some of like literally some of the chapters dialogue straight from like one of these songs or something right, like that. Right, right. But like by the end, I don't think it uh, relied on the album too much. And to the point where, um, I mean, it's totally left open. Like there can be a sequel to this. Yeah. I honestly want a sequel to this comic sooner than her next, next album will drop. Like I hope like that she, that she doesn't wait until her next album to drop more issues of this comic. Yeah, and I definitely think like that would be... I mean, it would be interesting to see what the publisher like, how much what the numbers are. If they're like, "Hey, we need to get get going on whatever the next series of uh, of of this comic is," yeah, um, and if that would even need to tie in with an, an album. Like, I mean, because yeah. like you said, like I feel like about, no, I don't about think the halfway to. point, about the halfway point of the comics. Like, and, and it's nice that this comic series has a as a decently sized run. Like, there's some comics even from like big big creators well, six issues. that feel a little rushed in yeah. like with like four issues or yeah. something like that where it's like it's but this one has has time to set up the groundwork, set up the world and then kind of go like spin off from there about yeah. the halfway point. Um but yeah, about the halfway point it kind of stands on its own where I'm like I'm not constantly thinking like oh how does this tie in with such and such song or whatever um like the first first couple issues i was constantly thinking that way but after a certain point i'm like oh this is this is uh like you said they stand alone the comic definitely you know the album stands by itself comic a little bit less so the first two issues i would say but once it gets onto the the main storyline it's it's good my only like real big criticism of it i hope they make this into a graphic novel and i can tell you to go pick that up that'll make it easier to find at this point uh, unless you buy it digitally um but um the one like i think the only big criticism i have is like this is a double-sized issue and it kind of had to be because a lot of the exposition is left to the end Mm. Like and you'll you'll see whenever what I mean when I read it or when you read it, mm. but um, I wish that some of that had been spread out a little bit more. Yeah, um, I feel like there's probably like it does a re- really great job of ramping up to a really good conclusion, and um, it it like the tension ramps along with the book, but there's just a little bit too much monologuing and just like hey, let's t- tell you what's up with this kind of wrap up. Yeah, and that's and the whole like, I wouldn't say the whole sixty-ish or sixty pages is like that, but like the majority of it is explaining stuff, um, in a revealing like a way that's exciting. Yeah, and so it reveals things, and you're just like, what, what? But like some of that could have been pushed to other other uh, um, issues, hmm. and I feel like we would have been able to have a little bit more happen in this one potentially would it be um because of the concept of like hey this is tied to these songs on the album and so you don't like because of that because of that like where it's like two songs for every one issue right is it potentially because of that that some of this was pushed to the end yeah i think so because i think like i think in the beginning of the comic 
series, she was adhering to those rules too closely hmm. in that, hey, you know, chapter one needs to be the song skydiving, and we're literally going to lift most of this stuff out of the song skydiving. Um, the the chapters in this book relate to songs too, but there's a lot more in it that doesn't. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not like every single word in this chapter is the song. Right. Um, they do a lot more. That's where I feel like she got it right by the end, but it's just crammed in all at the end. It's like if you spread that out, right. it would be better. Right. I wonder how much of that potentially, because I think about like in order to get the publisher to, hey, you know, put this out or whatever. It's yeah. like, hey, here's the concept. We've already got this built-in fan base. We are, you know, the synergy between these two things is going to be really high. Definitely publish this. And they're yeah. like, okay, green light, but it really has to tie into this album. And so it's like, if you're, if you're adhering potentially to that because that's how was, you pitched think, it I, or I, that's I, how they heard it. I think it. it was more her concept. Like, because she was saying she... um kind of had the story in her head mm-hmm. while, while she was writing the album and that gave her the um, a different world and a different point of view to write these songs. Yeah. So that like, you know, because like these aren't necessarily songs based off of her life. These are songs based off of the characters in the and what happens to them in the story. Right. So I think it was it, that was a tool for her in writing the album. Cool. And so like because that played so closely in writing the album, then telling the story married to that yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I need to watch... That's where I would love to see if it broke... Th- if if they do another run of uh, issues, like, see them break free from that. Yeah. Um, not... Just to see what happens. Yeah, not because it's a it's 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 not not well executed or not yeah. bad, not a good idea or whatever. Right. It's just, like, just to find out. Because if she had the story before the album, which is what she said, like cool then just do the stories you know like you don't have to write an album for every single one of them or do and it's awesome music as well and now we have to wait way too long i know sometimes uh <laughs> yeah yeah because of time these two things i uh there is a youtube video there's like a short yeah, yeah, yeah. short oh yeah I youtube put, video I of like the, the making of i need to check it out yeah, it's um, like 20 minutes long it's good yeah, it's yeah. making of both the album and the comic, like yeah. that whole thing. Like it's, uh, it kind of goes behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, it's mainly the comic. Focuses more on the comic. Cool. Well, I mean, yeah. that is that is the unique one here because she's put out other uh, excellent albums before, yeah. and so the comic is definitely the the new. What was thing. her album before this? Not Midnight Machine, Little Machines. Yeah, I I like this album better better than Little Machines. I honestly. I would agree. Like I think like what's interesting about her music and. Like a lot of times it'll time to really cool like like moments in our yeah. lives. Like whenever it's like, hey, we went on our honeymoon, or like she released her album Siberia. But mm-hmm. it's like I feel like every album has progressed and yeah. every album is in my mind has gotten better. But as soon as one is released of her albums, it's interesting because it's it feels like it's always been there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of one of those where it's like, well, there was a world before this album <laughs> existed, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. So uh Which so one's your favorite album? Yeah. I mean, currently salt and earth this one is mm. um but i mean siberia always holds like a special place in 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 my heart there so is that what this skin and earth called? sorry skin skin earth. Earth. yeah skin and earth. that was like there it is that doesn't sound that sounds half right that sounds <laughs> sort of somewhat right no skin and earth uh is the name of the album but yeah um, I, I think this one's my favorite currently and i mean it's it's just so good man i think my favorite is honestly uh so, so she does a, an acoustic version of the album or has the past couple times acoustic version of the album That's or right. acoustic album with songs from different um, albums between every single mainline album. 
But I think, honestly, my favorite album of hers is Midnight Machines. That one is so, so good. good. What's amazing about that one, I love uh, putting that one on like before bed or whatever, yeah. just to like chill, you yep. know? It was interesting. Uh, there was, was two years ago, or maybe it was it was last year. Whenever that album was was relatively fresh, yeah, we were up um, with with some family like over for a Christmas thing, and we were like staying the night. And, like, yeah. all these kids were like running around like crazy, and it was like <laughs> nine thirty at night and stuff. And it's like people were like, "Oh, it's time to wind down." And so like I like got out the the boom, and I I played that uh, that album, and then inevitably by like the third song, the kids are just like gone, you know. <laughs> so Listen. yeah, it's definitely a chill chill album. Speaking of that, this is like a weird offside. Or aside, not offside. I'm tired, man. Um, well, we just got out of six hours worth of Star Wars, which we're not talking about right now. No. And no yeah, spoilers. That's true. But it was six hours worth of sitting in a theater uh, kind of uh, with with another, like, how many? 300 people? <laughs> right. So. Um, why can't I find what I'm looking for here? It was actually amazing. We walked out of the theater, and it was cold outside, like, like really cold here Freezing in Nashville. Freezing cold. And, I, like, we were walking back, and Catherine was like, it's actually feels kind of nice and i'm like yeah i guess after sitting in uh in a room with a with you know 300 people breathing all this air it's like you kind of get this stale kind of air in there and then you walk out into the crisp winter chill and it feels good so so i was looking for a uh specific album i can't find it right now but so go with me on this journey for a second okay strapping in chris i don't know how i how i happened upon this but I came upon music made for cats. Okay. Okay. Ha- mm-hmm. Real weird. You're gonna have to explain this to me. Yep. So apparently, I don't know how they did this. There was somebody who's like a cat audiologist found the frequencies that are most appealing to cats Ooh. and paired it with things like a low rumble that sounds like purring or is the tone of purring mm. which also mm. here's another aside to the aside i also read recently that cats purr at the same frequencies at which babies cry and so they um it is more endearing to humans somehow it's just a lower frequency Chris. Oh, okay. So it's we're talking octave. we're talking Note. a lower octave, yeah, lower but it's octave. the same, same like same, relative pitch. Yeah, same pitch. Sorry, same pitch. Like same lower same octave. like same uh, alternating pitches. Yeah. Um, okay. Because I was like going with it. I'm like I've heard babies cry before. But it, yeah, I've they, heard don't, they don't sound like cats before. <laughs> These two things are not the same. But it, like makes you it makes you um, want to take care of them or something like that. Interesting. Anyway, that's weird. So but you know he took these frequencies, paired them with some purring. Paired them with um, uh, there's something else that sounds like um, like what it would sound like if they were like when they lick each other. Anyway, I this played, all sounds ridiculous. Sounded insane, John. Sounded insane till I played it for my cat Gizmo. Fell flat asleep. But okay, flat asleep. Does he also fall flat asleep whenever you play other music? N- no. Have well, you tried? Okay, I will say. Have you tried did, playing did like my some story orchestra the other day? or something like this? Did you see my Insta story the other day? No, I did not. He was. Uh, he did fall asleep while I was playing punk rock music on my guitar slash my phone. I mean, I'm telling you, Chris. But that's this is separate occasions, John. <laughs> it feels kind of like your cat just likes to sleep, like cats do. Here, this is this is what I was listening to. This is I was like, I can't believe he's on me right now while I'm playing guitar. 
playing Ocean Avenue. I mean, real this is loud. Ocean Avenue, and yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. conked out there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but Chris, so I feel like these. So are, he just likes music. That's what you're we, saying. Yeah, we can't really. It's just like if there's noise. He's gonna fall asleep. I don't know, man. I you feel like try, you should try it with seemed, a lot of other He things. seemed like he seemed super happy with it. I mean, he might be. Why were we talking about this? I don't know. We were talking about music. We <laughs> this is what happens whenever we dip into music yeah. too much. Is One we more, go down the the cat music rabbit hole. One more thing about music that I think is 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 pretty awesome. So, uh, story of the year recently, did, uh, fan funded their own album. Mm. Did I send this to you on you Instagram? You sent me uh, on Instagram, yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, it hit so, number one. Uh, yeah, well, it hit number one on the alternative charts in front of all these label supported bands, which yeah. are equally good. Yeah, but I love the fact that a fan supported album um, is num- was number one on the iTunes charts. Um, like that's pretty awesome. You yeah. know, you like. I just I love anything that's like grassrootsy like that. Yeah, and it, but it's. So and the album's really good. Yes, agreed with agreed with that. Um, that it's like, hey, this is an amazing feat. It's crazy. I also think like, it, not everybody like if if just you know somebody who wasn't story of the year like oh, somebody yeah, who didn't have the, like that fan base didn't have like other releases on major record labels yeah. and the distribution deals and the touring and all this stuff like. If you weren't a big deal already, right. you couldn't necessarily grassroots it and get to the top of uh, of the iTunes charts. Well, the thing is, like, well, I wonder, though, if, like, say, Story of the Year, they were able to do whatever they wanted to do, put out the music they wanted to put out, market it how they wanted to market it. Mm-hmm. If they had signed with a label and they were restricted to whatever the label was wanting them to do, would they have hit number one? I don't know. It's a good – it'd be a good, like – I don't know. They haven't necessarily before. Right. Well, I mean, I definitely, I, I'm, I'm there with you where it's like, I don't think they probably would have like it. I, this was the right call. Like, yeah. I mean, it was, it's not like that it would have been even bigger if yeah. it was on a record label, uh, but I'm just saying like in well, general, if they weren't story of the year, exactly. I mean, if I put, it put, put something it. out and had a fan find it, yeah, gr- agreed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a level of like, you know, you have to be a certain level for it to achieve a feat like that or something. Right. But, um, anytime you can hand power back to artists and, oh, yeah. and, and fans like that that's when it like speak with her your wallet you yeah. know like that i love that kind of stuff well it's definitely like the the world has opened up as far as like independent music goes like it, there are friends who put out like music that is completely independent and does incredibly well yeah. you know yeah. not like top of the alternative charts on itunes well right. but like does incredibly well where it's yeah. like oh my gosh this is wild so yeah, yeah that that world is is definitely wide open for people to just kind of come in and, and do their awesome thing so yeah Chris, yeah. the last thing I wanted to mention, been dipping back into Breath of the Wild. We'll talk about more about that, uh, I think, whenever we talk about like the be- like the game games of, the of this year. Hopefully, like I'm going to try to wrap up a lot of that game before we like f- talk about that. That's my goal, yeah. is in the next like week or two, to go ahead and finish Breath of the Wild. I probably won't finish that until like Christmas time. Yeah, the DLC is out, and like I'm... I'm experimenting with the idea of going ahead and doing that before I beat the final can boss. You, can you play? Can yeah. So like so, whenever okay. you beat the four, like get the, the four, uh, four main dungeons. Like, so the, you, you talk to all the guardians. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's whenever that the DLC okay. unlocks. And then, so that is like, it gives you additional backstory for all these things cool. and gives you like additional memories to find and stuff. Mm. So it's, uh, it, I feel like I'm going to dip into that before I then go face off in the final boss battle. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very close. I feel like I'm I'm within a a, a couple hours, like a few hours of the this thing. So. That's awesome. Yeah. How, how long have we been recording? It's a good thirty nine minutes right now. We are at forty minutes already, We're at John. Forty minutes right now. Oh my gosh. It's gonna be a long episode. All right. Well, uh, we need to talk about some news. The news. The news! 
So we'll try to make this as short as we can. Yeah, I think we've already we've uh, so whenever we've already, already gathered, gathered some thoughts about it. Yes. Um. And I will say I don't want to argue too much about it, so we'll just no. both voice our thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not. There's not going to be much back and forth because like yeah, there's not much back and forth to be had. So the news is uh, Disney has bought um a lot of Fox. So like it. So everything but. This is the easiest way to do it. They've bought everything but uh, Fox Sports, Fox News, Fox Business, and um, the actual television channel Fox. Right. Uh, they've bought like because they couldn't because of like they they couldn't buy Fox Sports because they already owned ESPN. Right. They couldn't buy um, Fox uh, the Fox Network because they already owned ABC. Right. Um, but and they could get FX. Well, yeah, because it's not it's not a it's not a broadcast channel. Okay, so, so you can't a, own like a certain percentage of the broadcast. Uh, yeah, television yeah, channels. yeah. You can't like you because it'd be a monopoly basically. Right. Um, right. And then uh, the uh, the Fox uh, business and Fox News just weren't for sale in the first place. Right. Um, and so that means that they get all of the television IP. The um, movie IP, um, which is weird, like because like it'll be D- Disney producing shows that are on Fox, like a different network, which is weird, but um, that's strange. Uh, if it, if if they do that, I mean, like I mean, obviously yeah, the, the ones that are already have the contracts, they'll keep those going, and it'll be like Disney producing those. You're right, so they're basically producing producing the shows that are on their competition's network, which is really weird. I mean, at that point, I don't know that like it matters. Like they're like, well, who cares if they beat our shows because it's both of ours? True, true. You know, <laughs> very true. They're not like, hey, Brooklyn Nine Nine, we need you to take a dive. <laughs> I don't know, Chris. They might. No, no they no. won't. That's that's dumb. <laughs> they would be suicide. <laughs> oh, of course. Well, I mean, like you, you know, the more percentage they own, like the more money yeah. they'll make too. Like for sure. That so yeah. I mean, uh, so anyway. Um, what this means is things like uh, Fantastic Four, X-Men, um, Deadpool. Um, who else? I'm trying to think. I'm pulling up a list right now. Yeah, okay, like, so it looks like Disney will gain the rights to Marvel characters, such right, as right, right. X-Men and Deadpool. Right. And then franchises like Avatar. Avatar. Planet of the Apes. Yep. Die Hard. Yep. Um, yeah, that's all that was listed on this article. Well, I feel like there's way more than that. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, we don't have to run them all down. Um, I think, like, the the main things that, like, probably have an impact on the things that we talk about on a frequent basis are um, the X-Men Marvel characters will revert theoretically back to Marvel, like, and, and be, like, um, brought into the Marvel universe, which um, that's where, like, our, opinion, our opinions diverge, kind of, but... Um, I, I I like this. Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm cool with the way that this is going. Um, I don't like. I'm not of the opinion that that Disney will come in and just like wreak havoc on everything. You know, they like they largely um, have left properties that they own alone, in, uh, unless they're like doing something completely different. Like Marvel Studios existed before Disney bought them, and Marvel Studios has continued to operate how Marvel Studios operated. 
after Disney bought them. Mm-hmm. Same people are in charge. Fahey's in charge. Like, they haven't changed a lot of things. I still find it weird that, like, <laughs> there isn't more crosstalk between channels, considering, mm-hmm. you know, like, they own Marvel Studios and they also own Marvel Television. Why is there, like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, they supposedly exist in the, the exact same universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and, and so, like, but, like, in my opinion, like, I love the fact, like, honestly, you know, we talk about, um, we've, I mean, we've reviewed, we reviewed the last X-Men movie and, like, I get to take it or leave it. Even First Class, which is arguably probably the best, you know, in, in uh, the most recent ones, I've watched twice, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm just not, I'm just kind of like, well, whatever, if they re- reboot it, I'm cool, like, I would, I would love to see what they do with it, and I, I'd, I'd actually love to see them um, incorporated into the Marvel Universe just to see how it oh, goes. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with uh, Fantastic Four, which, oddly enough, hey, maybe we'll actually get some Fantastic Four comics back on shelves. Yeah, I was going to say, can those. Like, there's, there's, like, there's, there's so <laughs> many layers to this, and I there's know. so many like good things, and then there's so many things that like are yet to be determined. Yeah. I feel like in a lot of ways, and I, I like that's that's the only disagreement that I think we have is like you you come off more like all, on the side of being way more positive about it, where I'm like there's a lot of wait and see for me, and it's yeah. not like I'm I'm necessarily like super negative about it right now. Yeah, but I am definitely. There are there are questions in my mind about like Deadpool, right? Um, and about like which Logan. I think are, which I think are legitimate. Like, will they allow those to still be R rated? Yeah. Um, it, and that and that those are legitimate concerns because you know like Disney traditionally doesn't put out an R rated movie. Yeah. Um, we talked about like uh, Jared. I think brought up last week on the podcast like the idea of making every movie for everybody. Yeah. And so Disney definitely pulls that even with like Guardians of the Galaxy and things like they market yeah. it to kind of everybody. Whereas like Logan and Deadpool found success like marketing to specific groups of people. And yeah. it's and that creativity like they were definitely some of the most innovative uh movies of or superhero movies in the last couple of years you know as far as like from a storytelling perspective yeah and i think the benefit of like having been with fox was that like just to be completely you know honest fox didn't have a great track record with the like financial side of their superhero movies so having a successful more targeted indie kind of feel feeling movie yeah was better than spending you know three to four hundred million dollars on an X-Men movie that mm-hmm. does subpar. Right. You know? So. Yeah, you have like something that has a smaller budget that doesn't have to hit as much of uh, of of the population yeah. as as something like an X-Men. Also, you're not gonna get crappy Fantastic Four movies that get put out just because they if they don't, they're gonna lose the license again. Right. You know? Right. That, that that's happened in the past three times. <laughs> right. Especially with I mean it's like that's 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 ridiculous. That's kind of yes. that kind of stuff is nuts. Um <laughs> And like, like and, and, and those are things that are frustrating for oh, yeah. people like who love those characters. Well, and then the fact that like we because you had those three bad Fantastic Four movies, you referenced it. They pulled Marvel, who has like this IP yeah. and comics that are selling well with Fantastic Four. They're like, no, no, we need to pull this this stuff from the the shelves. Well, they yeah. also vastly decreased the number of X Men comics that they had out there. Yep. Uh, whenever whenever the X Men you know movies were not under their yep. their I mean, they, they couldn't, yeah, they got rid of what they could. Like, they couldn't get rid of the mainline X-Men because they just make too much money. They always right. have. Um, and so, but, like, I think totally if they could have and it not hurt the bottom line, they totally would have. Oh, absolutely. They would have pulled them all. Yeah, which is <laughs> nuts. Like, I think, like, that is, like, that, 
that kind of thing, it makes sense from a business perspective because it's like, well, if we're not going to make, if we don't make money off of the big movies of this, why would we create the supplemental material in yeah. between the movies? Well, or whatever? yeah, because they'll totally do a Guardians of the Galaxy like um, run or something like that whenever that movie's coming out. But they just canceled Guardians of the Galaxy comic. Well, there's no Guardians of the Galaxy movie coming out. That's true. Um, unexpectedly, like they literally just yeah. were like, "Not, nah, it's done." For but now. they had a, like they're doing something else with it. Like right. it'll 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 happen again. But it'll come back. It'll come back. It'll um, be renumbered like they always are. The uh, yeah. So like, it was kind of like, well, why would we create the f- basically free marketing for you? Yeah. By putting out comics based on the property that we don't have the rights to make a movie to. Right. And so now, like, with this purchase, like, one of the big positives in my mind is that all of that opens back up again. Yep. Like, literally, it's like all of the fans and all the people who love the Fantastic Four are gonna get those comics again. Like, it's a no-brainer. It's gonna happen. I I think, like, one of the, like, things that I'm excited about is the future of the, the Marvel Universe. Like, you saw how quickly they got the... They did the deal with Sony to use Spider-Man and how quickly they turned out a Spider-Man. Right. Could I mean, I'd love to see a, a, a like, and Wolverine's been part of the Avengers at some point. Right. Like, I'd love to see them start incorporating some of these characters um, in a, I don't want them to, the thing is, X-Men is such a huge universe. I don't want them to just come in and take over the Marvel universe, but I would love to see some of these characters like start to, um, interact and um, be in some of these movies. I I 100% agree. I think like also we've heard from um, oh uh, what's his name uh, Logan. I'm losing Hugh my Jackman? mind. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. He has said before yeah. that if something crazy happened, <laughs> yeah. like he was invited to do an Avengers <laughs> team up, yep. he would absolutely be in. Yeah. And so like I'm like, well, is that on the table now, or are we just going to so. immediately recast him? I love I love him as as Wolverine. He's and, a perfect Wolverine. Yeah, and the thing is, I think you can have you could have him as Wolverine, and then have another Wolverine. Oh, you know, like you, he wouldn't yeah. have to stay in that role necessarily. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Disney definitely looks at things in the long term. I like know. they look at like I they know. look at ten movie contracts and things. Like yeah. that's that's kind of what you're signing up for whenever you sign something with Disney. So like I don't know if he would be into a ten movie contract. But and they I don't, don't know do if they with, would uh, be. They don't do that with top Robert Downey Jr. Right, but I mean, he's the one who started all of this, and like. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I feel like he's in a unique position. I'm also not opposed to them recasting Wolverine because I feel like Logan was a great end to um, oh, Hugh Jackman's sure. run with Wolverine. Definitely. And it was one of those things where, like, the studio gave them the freedom to just tell the whatever story they wanted yeah. to tell. Um, the other thing like, that concerned me about it are some of the television shows. Like, mm. I mean, the movie from the movie front, Deadpool and Logan, those are the only two movies that I'm like, yeah. man, we were on the right track with those two, right? Yeah. Everything else, I'm kind of like, take it or leave it, you know, yeah. as far as the those movies go. Um, but on the television front, like, one of my favorite shows, and we'll talk about it when we talk about the best of, Legion mm. this year. Like, early this year, FX had yeah. uh, the show Legion, which is like it's a story about um, what you maybe don't know right off the bat, but what the comics people know and what you know the character is. Yeah. He's uh, Professor X's son. Yeah, and it's like this really unique story uh, on the the television show. Like it goes insane uh, once you get like three or four episodes in, and it's this really unique, cool, dramatic, mature. Mm-hmm 
television show. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm worried about where that one stands, that television show stands. Cause like you definitely leave this open. Like they left it open yeah. to have a season two. Those characters are amazing. Then they interact in cool ways. So, um, I'm interested to see if that continues. I'm also interested to see if gifted, which is on Fox, the, the network Fox continues. Cause it's kind of like, it's kind of on the verge in my mind where it's like, yeah. it's good. It's, it's got like some really cool stuff going on. Um, it's definitely, uh, it's a, a post X-Men universe uh and so it's got some really cool stuff going on but it like it's on the verge because it really competes with um agents of shield like in that kind of where it's like oh this is this this is kind of a for everyone entertainment thing um and so i don't know if i don't know where i if i see that one necessarily continuing that's where like that's where i i feel like i think that they will probably leave a lot of these things alone so i like one of my favorite shows Actually, I watch a lot of Fox shows. I probably watch more Fox shows than anything else mm-hmm. um, on Fox affiliated stations. So, like, I watch um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia on FXX, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, New Girl, which is entering its final season. Um, they just uh, they just shot the um, the final episode this week. Yeah. Um, uh, Forever, right? Like the, the, Mick, the final final yeah episode. final fi- yeah. final series finale. Um, that watch the Mick, um, and then there's just a couple others like that we just kind of like drift in and out of. But honestly, like, so I I, I use um, what used to be ABC Family, but is now Freeform as kind of my barometer for this. Like, they have a lot more edgier, more questionable content on there. Right now, it's geared toward a primarily like female in their late teens slash early twenties kind of audience, so it doesn't really hit me you know like but it exists but it exists yeah and it's pretty niche and it's not the reason they they stopped calling it abc family is because it's not family friendly yeah, yeah you know like these storylines are not for you for like hey guys let's get together and watch tv tonight for sure <laughs> um and so like they kind of allow that to be its own niche thing that's where i'm kind of like i feel like they'll allow fx to be its niche thing fxx yeah. i'm like the big question is how how it works with Fox, mm-hmm. you know, just like because it's weird that that they're not producing their own content anymore. But yeah. we'll just see how that works. I think the other thing that is like, again, unless they like if they keep Fox Studios still there, it'll still be Fox Studios. Right. Disney just owns it, right? And it still produces Fox Studios stuff. So yeah, I mean, a l- large portions of this, I'm like, yeah, okay, I can see this. The biggest worry I think I have is whenever they they integrate inevitably integrate the X Men into this, like, and they. Disney wants to have a continuous universe, like even to the point where they have agents of shield on television and then that doesn't interact at all with the movies. Like basically like it doesn't have almost any overlap and, but yet they still like every time there's like a big event movie, they'll reference something from the movie, like in an offhanded kind of a way. So it's like, they're really like, but does, but all in on this like shared universe. But does Legion reference the X-Men movies? Uh, it, like it, first class and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't. It doesn't exist within that. Well, that's universe. the thing. Like, so just leave it on its own until it, it, you know it, it just runs its course. Runs its course. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then deal with it. You know. I mean, I guess. I guess my thing is, I'm wor- just worried that they would pull the plug on it too. Yeah. The, early. the only thing I think that they, that that we might like run into that they're pulling the plug on are things that um, aren't doing well ratings wise. Mm. You know, yeah. because they're a bigger company. You think about like like for instance, I look at CBS. CBS is consistently you know one of the top rated networks, um, and a like a a number one show on 
CBS is like four times bigger than a what was a number one show on like uh, Fox. Right. Well, NBC. you think about even even to the point they moved Supergirl over to CW because yep. it wasn't quite as big uh-huh. of a moneymaker, but it was like, but if we move it to the CW, it's, it's going to make the most money. Yeah. You Which know? is weird. Have you heard what they're doing with that next season? No. They're going to alternate weeks between Supergirl and um, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Weird. I mean, Legends of Tomorrow is definitely like it's it, that's more of a uh, a short kind of a shorter seasons kind of a thing, uh, and they've they've really righted the ship all the way through uh, to this season. Like it's a way better show now than it was yeah. in the first season. The first season it's was just a weird garbage. cadence to me. Yeah, and I feel like like you forget about it. Like even like gaps in shows or whatever, yeah. I always forget that those shows exist. Wow. Sometimes and I'm like, oh wait, oh no, I have like three episodes of uh, of this show left. You yeah. know. Um, I yeah. Think the uh, the other thing is um, they gain with this they gain another thirty percent sh- share stake in uh, Hulu. So yeah. now they have sixty percent. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because like Disney's about to do their own streaming service. I wonder if they would decide to just like wrap that into Hulu or. Um, something like that so my thought on that along those lines was that like they announced hey in 2018 at some point we're going to do our own streaming service and it's going to be wrapped around like our own thing right and so i would think they're either going to roll that into hulu because now they own the majority share in it yeah or just share technology somehow because like the the Disney streaming apps like you have uh, Disney Now is yeah. the the unified one for all the channels or whatever and it's like it's okay like it's an okay experience but I still have crashes like I still have some like weird jank in there where it's I mean, just I have like crashes on Hulu at least really? on my Xbox One yeah. oh I mean yeah. I, I I haven't had a crash on Xbox One in a long time um, and I haven't had one on my phone on Hulu in a long time yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, I think like sharing that, that streaming technology at the very least in I mean, some way, the, the, the way the, is, is a good idea. The way that I envision them doing it is as an add on, um, you know how like you can subscribe to, mm. uh, HBO yep. through Hulu now. Yep. Like that's what I think that they'll do is like, Oh, for $15 extra a month or whatever it is, you can subscribe to the Disney stuff in Hulu. That's interesting. I wonder what, what shows like, um, I guess it, they have other exclusive shows like uh, Marvel Runaways is yeah. a uh, is a show that's like a Hulu exclusive show, which is it's pretty good at this point in this season. Yeah. Um. And I like I wonder if they would roll that into the pay for or if they would just leave that free and like you know whatever it is. So, yeah. um, they already do some stuff with that with Hulu, and so this would make even more sense if they just kind of put it all there. So yeah. Um. The last thing I'll say about this, like, there's there's like a larger asset grab here that makes a lot of sense for Disney, but it's like the ramifications of it, like we have no idea a lot of it, like with the Planet of the Apes and like yeah. where do all of those I mean, things stand? Because Avatar Disney, makes Avatar av- having Avatar land. In- and Disney um, in Animal Kingdom finally makes sense. Yeah, it, it finally, like, you're like, yeah, okay. Oh, okay, you now. Know, you're not adver- essentially creating a really, really expensive theme park as advertisement for a right. movie that you don't own anymore. Right. You know, like, the, it, you're right. It makes it so much more sense. Um, but, like... And even the Alien franchise. That's, that's where I think, I feel like they'll leave the Fox Studios alone. Like, it won't just, like, disappear and all of a sudden it's Disney. You know, just like Marvel didn't disappear and all of a sudden that was Disney. I think, like, like I said, like this is one of those things where I'm just like, time will tell because Disney, at its core, like they need to, like it seems like their business strategy is always to make big investments and have massive returns. Yeah. And so they require that massive return. And a lot of Fox properties, like it seems like they don't make massive return. They don't necessarily, they're not like hemorrhaging money or anything. But it's like 
those smaller things or those uh, those other things. Like the, they just don't make Disney money. You know, they don't make that massive amount of uh, of return on these these. But I think they could. Is the thing that's why you buy something like this. If only you you tweak it and uh, and and take away, make it marketed to everybody and all these things. And that's that's my fear. We'll find out what happens. So yeah, yeah that's where you and I kind of diverge as far as like the the cool factor of this yeah. goes. I also feel like more I think comp- Fox does stupid things. You know, like with Fantastic Four, prime example. You know, like yeah, I mean, like you they, push out something that's bad, they you know, some, is bad. Oh yeah. And it ruins the like it. It literally ruins the chances of a uh, a, a better Fantastic Four movie, that sort of thing, yeah. going on in the future. Um, I guess, yeah. It's just it's it's going to be time will tell whether this is going to be a good thing or whether it will be something that will kind of reduce the amount of creativity in the marketplace. Because again, competition is uh, is something I, I'm always for in the marketplace, and so this yeah. reduces the amount of competition potentially, depending on how it's all structured. That's the news. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. So this is your chance. Uh, we're going to be opening some, some card packs. We got some card packs from the movie uh, Giant Tops cards uh, because we went to the IMAX double feature of The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. So I guess this is your point. Like While we're opening these cards, it is your, your, your chance. This is the moment. If you're going to jump out of this on us, um, go ahead and, uh, and do so now um but obviously we're not going to spoil anything right off the bat we're just going to kind of talk about uh talk about our impressions of the movie after we open all these cards and to talk about the cards um and then yeah then we'll do a substantial spoiler countdown very very substantial before we open up all of the spoilers and go deep deep into this movie um so chris let's let's open some some card packs right now apparently there are eight exclusive collectible cards you can sign in or join as a movie rewards there's the code below to redeem Ooh! so i'll have to do that wait on the app apparently oh so on on star wars card trade top star wars no 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 these cards these cards yeah it says want more cards get the full set of eight exclusive collectible cards for free oh really yeah cool well i mean maybe we'll get the all three or all eight i'm not sure i mean we got we got a lot of things here i feel like yeah they're double-sided they are? Yeah, they're double-sided. There's different things on each oh side. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so uh, so we've got, like, BB-8 is on, on some. We've got, um, you know, his counterpart on the other side. We've got, like, a helmet here. We've got another helmet here. We've got C-3PO. Well, we'll see if we came up with eight here. Eight different I mean, ones. Each pack has three in it. So I think we would be hard-pressed to not come up with two full sets with eight packs, right? I, mean, I don't you, know. The math would, here think... may not work out. Oh, so it's... Okay, so it's... uh. One side's the um, first order side, and the other side is the resistance side. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely one I haven't gotten before. These are dupes. Oh, yeah. So I have eight over here. I mean, I think I have, I think I have eight as well. Like, so if you count both, are you counting both sides, or is it eight unique? No, eight unique, like, actual cards. Okay. Okay. You know, so, like. Okay, I haven't had these two before. Okay, good. I think I'm. Yeah, I so think these I'm, are awesome. These are like these are like real, like painting kind of things. Yeah, it's, it's very. I wonder who the artist is on these. I don't know. I'll have to look up and see. That's a good question. Um, I'm pretty pumped. We have the whole set though. Uh, yeah, or at least uh, one of us does. I'm not sure. I haven't. I haven't found the last card. The last elusive card. Which one yet, you're I looking think. for? I don't know. I have. I don't know which ones exist. So okay. Um, potentially, I might have just pulled it right here. Um, they're gigantic things. How? What's the size on this? 
I mean, these are probably five, they're bigger than five by sevens, right? Yeah, I mean, okay, so they're the same size, are they the same size as my giant Ahsoka card over yeah. here? Yeah. All right, so let me count which, like, which ones I have here. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have a full set. I do too. And I have a few, few dupes over I have, here. I have some extras as well. What if we made a third, a third full, full set? set? Let's find out. Um, well, these are all... These are all individuals. I don't have any. I think I, I think I have a dupe. I think I have some of the, oh, some okay. duplicates on uh, on my duplicates. Duplicates of the duplicates, Chris. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty great, man. So I, uh, on one side you have. Uh, I enjoy these. You want to talk a little bit about you have like BB-8, and then you have the uh, the first order evil droid. <laughs> first order evil droid. Uh, I love that. That's his uh, his C call sign. C three PO, and then you have some kind of like uh, first order helmet. You have the dreadnought. And you have. R2-D2 on the other side. You have a Stormtrooper helmet and Poe's helmet. You have Kylo Ren's fighter. Oh, and one of the caretakers. You have um, First Order. None of these are spoilers, fighter, by the way. And an X-Wing fighter. You have one of uh, the guard helmets and, oh, a Porg. And then you have Kylo Ren's saber and... Luke's we saber. almost have another set. I think we're we've got six ah. uh, six cards here, and then we've got uh, two complete dupes over here. So nice. We did not make a full on uh, third set. It's pretty awesome. It's close. Yeah, that's awesome, man. This is great. I mean, uh, it's 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 uh, it's a cool thing. Like we were standing there before the movie, and somebody walked over who was in our group and was just like, "Oh, by the way, they're giving you if you bought the the double feature ticket, they're giving you." Each person a popcorn. Yep. A large soda. In a collectible cup. And yeah, in a collectible cup. Um, and then these cards. These cards. And so I was just like, what? <laughs> I, I thought it was too good to be true. Oh. We went up there and I just asked them. I was just like, so apparently someone said we get some stuff for free if we, you know. And they were like, yeah, okay, this is inevitably there. And so we literally had six people. Yep. And so we got six sodas. Two, uh, two of them were waters. And then we got uh, six popcorns, which that was way too much popcorn. Way we gave popcorn. away like two or three of them. Um, and then then we got all these cards, which yeah. is really cool. Um, very yeah, cool. so uh, we went to the double feature. So what we did was uh, the IMAX here in town, the first showing was uh, was part of a double feature. We saw The Force Awakens at three and then The Last Jedi at six. And... Um, the tickets were only like they were like forty bucks. Yeah, and uh, as part of it, you, like when you get this deal, like I feel like you would have, I would have spent like twenty bucks on popcorn and drink anyway. So like that was perfect, like so cool. Um, Agreed. So anyway, uh, super worth it. Um, <laughs> it was funny. Uh, we were going into the Force Awakens, or uh, yeah, beforehand, and we had a bunch of our friends, and uh, mom and dad were down, and mom was, I was talking to her, and she was just like, I don't remember. Han Solo dying in The Force Awakens. Like, Dad Spoilers was talking for to her Force about Awakens, it. Chris. It's fine if you haven't seen it. <laughs> You've turned it off at this point, or you just don't care. <laughs> if you haven't seen Force Awakens. Yeah, I feel like there's... Uh, the spoilers why are, why are, are you listening to this? The spoilers are up already on that one. Like, there's there's definitely on certain certain pieces of media, there's a time afterwards where it's like, it's okay to talk about. I yeah. still, like, whenever I say that out loud, sometimes I'll, like, look around me, like, did I ruin anyone's day? <laughs> did I ruin any? <laughs> yeah, anyway... <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, it was just funny. She's like, I don't remember that happening. I'm like, well, you know, I get to see it again. Um, but it was cool. Like, uh, seeing both those as part of a double feature. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, as we move into this review, 
going to say a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I still don't fully know how I feel about it. Um, yeah, so, I think, I think like, it, it being it being this close to a Star Wars movie. Yep. Like, so I think both every year, Chris, for the last two years, this has happened. Like, we've had this conversation. I, know, I, was, I was pretty, I was pretty close on Rogue One. I feel like whenever I got out of it. Okay. At at the end of it, I feel like yeah. there's like there's the there's the hot take kind of fresh off of it yep. type of a thing that we're going into right here. So this this podcast stands, and you can kind of put parentheses around it as like to be determined. I think we might have some discussions that will like make up our minds or like maybe help us in some yeah. way, help us help us figure out how we feel about it. Yeah. Maybe, but I really do think this is a movie um, where it's like, ah, you're, you're gonna. I'm probably going to change my opinion over this uh, over time. Like yeah. it, it will definitely like things will shift. Yep. As I see it more, as I live with it more. Right. Um. So that being said, spoiler free. Um. Like, if you're a Star Wars fan, like, this is the thing. If you're a Star Wars fan, definitely go see this movie. Like, you have to. I will say this. It is a Star Wars movie. The themes that uh, that, 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 that it covers, there's a lot of cool stuff that is, like, very Star Wars-y. There's, like, I I feel like it's, uh, it's, it's a fun Star Wars movie, you know, from that, from that perspective. Um, I, uh... You know, the acting's great. Music is great. Um, it was cool. We had a cool featurette in front of the movie um, with John Williams. Oh, that was a fun one. Yeah, talking about, like, over the you know over the course of 40 years and eight movies, like, how he's been able to um, work with his music and play with themes and stuff like that. It was kind of cool. It was very cool to see, like, some of the uh, some of the stuff cut. Like, first of all. The foot, or footage from, like. From the past, from yeah. the present, from, you know, th- this movie. Like, it, it was amazing to see, like, the old footage of, like, George mm-hmm. Lucas sitting there. And he was talking about how this was, like, for, I think it was Empire. It was, like, the first time that, that like, something had happened. And they had this footage of it happening. And yeah. it's like, oh, my goodness, this is crazy. And then it was cut over the uh, the actual film, the scene in the yeah. film. I will say the, the editing, as far as from piece to piece in that, was masterful. And uh, in, the, in that... In that feature, oh yeah, like yeah. where it's it felt seamless mm-hmm. from one part to another, and mm-hmm. that was impressive to me. Yeah. Like I, at a certain point, like I closed my eyes because like they were showing something or other that I didn't necessarily want to see. Okay, um, and I thought like maybe they would spoil something or whatever. Yeah, but uh, but I was just kind of like closed my eyes for a second. I was listening. And I was like, man, that transition is perfect. Yeah, so really cool, cool yeah, feature. Really, I'm assuming really cool. it'll probably go on the Blu-ray. I think so too. Yeah. Um, so that like the action's great. Um, the one thing I think we can say in the spoiler-free section is like, I'm not sure the comedy worked as well as they hoped. Um, we'll talk about more in depth later, but it hit me wrong several times. Yeah. Um, and like it's been like one of the things that's been said about this movie, like in the lead up to it, was like this is the funny one of the funniest Star Wars movies. I'm like. Depends on your definition of comedy, you know. Like, maybe maybe it, it tried to be funny more than the other movies, possibly. Um, whether it succeeded or not, I don't know. Yeah, I think along those lines, like it's you know, it's it. The humor in a lot of movies like this, where it's like you know, the, if it's if it's forced or whatever, it does pull you out of it. And there were a few moments where it pulled me out. There's some it. force in that. Yeah, there was just some like we'll talk about later. Yeah, like. That's all I need to say on it right now before I get into it. Um, 
I don't know how much else there is to say without like diving in deep. Um, do you? I mean, do you want to talk whether or not th- something like f- like vaguely plot like where it's like, oh, did something like was no. there? Is there anything there? That I, you I think we should. No, on? I think we should like. Okay. Saving all of that for for the non spoiler. And that's why the, I said like earlier. I don't know that like if you're a fan of Star Wars, go see this movie. You, Absolutely, you can formulate your own opinion as what I say you do. Yep, and then listen to the rest of it. Like even uh, so, Fultron. Uh, I was texting with him earlier, and he was like, "So was it good?" And I was like, "I literally don't want to say anything because I want you to go in like not trying to infer from what I'm saying." Yeah what I think of it. <laughs> and then Fultron came back and was like, oh, so it was really good then. No, he said, so was it good? And I was like, it was good. And then he goes, good but not great? I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, no, never, just go see never it. Said, just go see just it. Just see it. Just see, just the, see movie. the movie. Um, yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with all of that. So I think we've said basically all we're going to say. Yeah. Um, in so the non-spoilers. I think go see this movie. If you're not a Star Wars fan, Chris, should you go see this movie? It depends on how much of a not Star Wars fan you are. If you hate Star Wars, don't go see it. Obviously, don't go see this. Obviously, yeah. But if you're uh, if you're like moderately into Star Wars, if you like Force Awakens, go see the movie. Yeah, I'm 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 there. If you like if you like any of the Star Wars movies, go see this movie. Maybe see Force Awakens first, though. Yeah, maybe see. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Okay, I will give I will give you that. Also, sorry for spoiling that Han Solo died. (laughs) If you're at this point in the podcast. Oh, all right, Chris. That a spoiler clock is winding down. I'm going to give it a lot longer this time than I think okay. uh, we normally do. I don't know why we need to do that. Just in case. Okay. I mean, it's just it's Star Wars. Like I I like yeah. we've been we've been told before that we don't wait long enough. Really? We wait a long I don't know. time. I think that was a year or Who two said ago that? at this point. I don't remember. Okay. Um, but we're going to be spoiling this thing okay. in 5 mm. 4 3 2 one, throw out a spoiler. Kylo Ren says that Ray's parents are nobody. <gasps> yeah. They're just uh, junk smuggler trader people. From Jakku? Maybe. But didn't he say they are, they like, they're. I think same from Jakku. Like, well, he, he said, said that. He, he just said they're nobody. Well, I think he they're said they're junk, junkers. Their junk bodies traders. were in such and such graveyard. I don't remember him saying that. In unmarked graves or something like that. Yeah, he totally had a line about where they were buried, but I don't remember if it was on Jakku or not. See, this is my thing with that. I don't need to say a ton with it, but I feel like he could have been lying. I thought that initially, too, but I do think thematically with this movie, um, it fits. Because you think about even the ending with the kid on whatever planet which was, was weird as i'll get out it was weird as i'll get out I'll, I'll be right there with you but like again thematically with that kid at the end where he's just like just a everyday kid the message is that anybody is can be of strong force wheeler yeah my like well the, I, th- I think it was left open-ended enough to where jj in episode nine can come back and be like hey her parents were actually blah 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 yeah and i do think that specifically like whenever force awakens came out he said yes we know i know who her parents are and it matters yeah i know and so like and this this makes it matter but you're right not really that's what i'm saying i'm saying like like because they're diving into this new star wars thing they're launching this thing they've yeah getting right to some other 
big points. They they're systematically removing everyone who is potentially in like from the past trilogies. Like they're taking everyone out of it, right? We're launching into this new thing, new characters, all new thing, right? Yeah. And so in a sense this does that. Like it it takes you and says any like there's been an awakening and all of these potential anybody's from across the uh, galaxy are going to be yeah starting their force journey. No, it's weird. Uh, I like <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where to dive in. Um, Dude, it's a hard one. So let's just kind of start chronologically. So let's start with the humor. We mentioned that. Let's just start there. Yeah. I'm assuming people have have seen this, so like I'm not gonna like. Dude, we've already done the spoiler stuff. countdown. It's done. Yeah, so we can we're ripping. Well, the I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of like I'm gonna jump around for a second. Yeah. So right off the bat, I'll tell you one thing that like the first thing that rubbed me wrong with the comedy was Luke throwing the lightsaber. I'm like that was weird and seemed out of character, even out of character from how he acts the rest of the movie. Like it's just it's just such a flippant like thing. Yeah. Um, and I that, thought it was Yoda E. It was Yoda E, and I did, I did, I did think that. And I think, but for, then he didn't take it far enough for it to be Yoda E. But for the majority of this movie, he was behaving Yoda-esque. somewhat Yoda E. Um, there on that planet, somewhat, and we did see Yoda, which was interesting and cool. I, I actually liked the Yoda part. Holy cow, that was cool. The Yoda part was really cool, especially whenever he said. There's nothing in there that, uh, than what Ray already has because she already took the books. <laughs> yeah. So she had the books already. Right, which is really funny. Like she did, she, so it was like, there's nothing in there anyway, Luke. She took the book, you know, it was like, right. But we think at the time he right. means she has it inside her somehow right. or something like that, whatever. You well, know, I like, also love that oh, he, okay. he's like, have you read them? Yeah, he's, have <laughs> and you he's read like, them? well, no. You know, he's like, which pay, I find, real page what, turners. Then, which honestly, that that was, yes. Again, I think it was funny, but then why were you, why the heck were you on this island, man? What you what have you been doing here? I mean, I think also like the location of the island was interesting because there is this aspect of the force that is uniquely there. Like we've talked about, there's these temples throughout the galaxy, and like there's there's inherent like force powers there yeah. whether they're light side dark side this one seemed to be fairly neutral um that light existed as well as the dark um which was a very cool concept and a very cool thing yeah i think they, they've alluded to that in like rebels and stuff like that whenever sure. they talk about those temples um which is cool i love those aspects of it and i i'm like speaking of the force like <sighs> the thing about these movies it just like blows up what you think the force can do yeah um down to, you know, from, like, sure, the island and what it's doing, but then, like, Kylo and uh, Ray talking to each other. And I love the way that that was shot, where it's, like, you never – you only see them together on screen, yep. like, once whenever they touch hands. Most of the time, it's, like, back and forth. It's super interesting um, to see it done that way. Yeah. Because, like, we've seen – communication across long periods of or long distances um in like stranger things yeah and it's done you know in this way where it's like oh it's a black room or whatever Uh or we've seen it done where it's like oh you're communicating with somebody and they're in the room with you or whatever but it's very cool to see it done this way where it's almost in your head where it's almost like it's taking something that you would 
maybe read and and translating that really well to screen. I think like I loved how at the beginning they kind of called out, you know, like Kylo was like, can you see my surroundings? I can't. I don't see your surroundings. Can you right. see my surroundings? And it's interesting that he he saw Luke like whenever he walked in. That's interesting. I think the other thing that's interesting with that about that stuff specifically was, you know, Snoke was like, "Oh, I I created that connection for you," but there still was that connection there after Snoke died. Yeah, and I also think like along that whole time, right? So that that entire sequence, it felt like they were playing up a uh, a twin connection, like or a si- sibling connection. In some I know, way, right? And that's where, where I feel like he's lying to her, man. Where it, potentially, where even to the point of like Luke talks to Leia. It, at, like while Ray is having a conversation with uh, with with uh, Kylo, Luke reaches out to Leia while she's laying there in mm-hmm. the hospital bed or whatever. And so like that's where I was like, okay, they're playing up the twin connection. And so the big reveal at the end is going to be this, and then it changes your expectations. And he either lies or again, it's just completely turned on its head. Yeah. Um, in in that. Everybody is the force. I thought they were going to go. Yeah, I thought they were going to go that route, or I thought they were going to go the um, like they. There was a couple times with Luke where she said something about Obi Wan Kenobi, and mm-hmm. he kind of like paused for a second, in the, almost the same way that like, um, Han paused just a couple times in Force Awakens whenever she's talking to him about like, well, I was left on that desert planet, all that kind of stuff, and it's right. like. There's something like I just I don't I don't I don't buy that what Kylo said was true about her parents. It's a but manipulation. We'll see. we'll see. Regardless. Yeah, like, even if it is true, he's manipulating her at that point. Right. True. Because literally the only like the next words out of his mouth were like, You didn't matter at all to them, but you do to me. Come over which, to which is this side. Also not true, I right. feel like. It's a super like it's it's a ridiculous manipulation. Like that entire sequence is a manipulation, yeah. right? And uh and so that was intriguing. I thought that entire sequence there were numerous times that this movie took something that like set something up as an expectation and then turned it on its head. That was one. The whole. Um, I mean, I feel like that was all over the place for sure. And, um, and I don't know that I, it worked hundred hundred percent of the time either. It like, definitely didn't. Like whenever, so for instance, like that time whenever BB-8 ends up inside that stupid chicken walker. So Chris, <laughs> I'll lay this out there for yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they pulled that stuff of like the, your expectation turn it like, and then turn it on itself. That's not what happened. Right. right? Or not what's happening. Yeah. Um, that entire subplot of Poe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like being like thinking that what's her name was not doing the right thing or whatever. And then that getting turned on said that didn't make any sense. First of all. Yeah. And then second of all, that was like, one of those turns like none of none of the unexpected things with that entire side storyline yeah. the side plot of this movie what i'm going to refer to as the side plot which is the whole poe sending there's two uh, sending sure. rose and finn off right so that entire thing well, i think there are two side plots uh, almost like simultaneously there because then they, those those diverge they do diverge but like you had to have one in order to have the other yeah so the 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 side plot of the movie um, with uh, Poe yeah. and the one with Finn and Rose, right? Yeah. Both of those subplots, anytime it like usurped expectations, like where it's like it turned it on its head or whatever, it didn't land. Like there was no time within either of those sequences where anything that was like trying to surprise you or trying to like up the stakes or anything like that. There's no time whenever it actually 
landed well. The entire subplot didn't make any sense and Agreed. didn't matter. Like it didn't so, matter. You're right. It the, didn't matter. And I think it was it was set up poorly. Like for instance, just tell Poe that hey, there's a rebel base up there. We're going to it, mm-hmm. and we're gonna use the escape pods and cloak everything. Yep. Cool. He never sends Finn. Right. Never sends Rose. They never go get the the code ma- master guy, and he never tells the first order. Yep. The the, the whole th- like. None of what they did made sense. Yep. It didn't make... Honestly, if you think of Finn's whole arc in this movie, nothing he did mattered. Ever. No, I agree. Wholeheartedly. Never made any difference. Well, no, it did make a difference. Well... It made it worse. It made it worse. And so did Poe. Like, in every... Like, there are times... Poe was a little more redeeming because, like, okay, he's a fighter pilot, and he, like, in the beginning, like, you know, like, sure, that, like, didn't go the way that they really wanted it to go. He's this hotshot pilot, you know? But, like, he still is a decent fighter pilot. Like, Finn's final thing at the end, like, whenever he's, like, about to ram that cannon or whatever, where he's... I'm not saying he should have let him ram ram the cannon. No, definitely not. But even whenever he's trying to do something, it doesn't work out and doesn't matter. So... Which Here's makes me like I'll, Finn less than I did before. I know, but here, like, I, I, I liked, and I still like Finn. Like, I like his character. I casually think, like, uh, the way they did him in this movie made a lot more sense than in Force Awakens because they actually knew what his backstory is. Yeah, the, well, and the, and the thing that I, well, yeah, like, I, that, the, the one thing that, the only thing that about the, the, the character that rubbed me the wrong way was whenever um, Rose was like, you know, you're a hero, blah, blah, all that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, my gosh, man. Like, Because this is supposed to have happened like that fast. Like, We're right after Force Awakens. We're at the, en- you know, at the end of Force Awakens. Yeah. And already there's all these stories about hero Finn. Well, there's really? that. That and makes then, zero sense. And then also like whenever – I thought that that was weird, right? But then whenever uh, Poe met uh, Ray for the first time, he kind of was starstruck in, like, in this way too. Yeah. And so that felt really insincere How, like, and strange to me. Th- this is this is not – I don't even think this is supposed to be a matter of weeks. It's a matter of days, you know? Yeah. If that, after Force Awakens, because this is right we, – we pick up with her on the island. Right. Right then. Right. Well, I mean, and then then so passage of time is another thing that I have uh, with this movie, like where the entirety of the movie, right? So the entirety of the movie takes place over for the people who are like running away. As soon as they get into that, like we're running away, we only have like 24 hours left of... Is that what they said? I don't know. Like at one point, like halfway through the movie, they said 18 hours. Mm. And so I was like extrapolating forward. Like was, I'm like, okay, maybe three days. I, yeah, I thought, well, I think feel that, like that's what it was on the island too because we only had like two night sequences okay you know and then so like that whole thing but then you also have the whole like the same thing that happens in return of the jedi right where they are telling one story right mm-hmm. and then they get to a certain point in that story then they go back in time and show you what's going yeah. on with luke yeah and then they go back in time and show you what's going on with this other person and like, it's confusing and it's very kind of like you you almost want to watch like a supercut of yeah. like all of ray all of the people on the the ship yeah. and all of this stuff. So there's there's some of that that happens, uh, yeah. especially in the back half of this movie. So whenever you take start taking the side, so number one, in the end, the side plot means nothing. Ultimately, Poe's part in it like has made it worse. Yeah, and could have been solved if if 
if, if, if they just communicated with him. If they literally just answered his direct question of yep. what is your plan. Yep. And it's like, I'm not sure what why the, was there secrecy? That's what I was wondering. Because my thought was the only reason that there would be is if at some point along in the way in the script, they're tracking them by some sort of a mole. Mole. Yeah. And they think that it's him. And, or they think that it's or someone, anyone. And this is a new commander. And it's like, it's not, you know, she doesn't know who to trust all this stuff. Right. Yeah. So only her and the command crew would know. Like the only people that know yeah. are locked in this room. Right. And so that makes sense, but they never communicated uh, any of well, that. And it was, and it was always, and in order to send, uh, Finn and Rose yeah. off on this crazy wild side plot adventure that yeah. didn't ultimately didn't matter. Um, we had to have a technological way that they're tracking them. Yeah. And so that part of it, like, it feels like that was added in, in order to have this kind of odyssey with those two characters. I'll posit to you this, that entire sub subplot where they go someplace else to a wild, unique place and all this stuff, right? That serves as a gateway into what potentially could be the larger trilogy that Ryan Johnson is, is putting together. Possibly. Because to me, it seems like th that feels that has all the hallmarks in my mind of like, oh, we're trying to expand this universe or we're trying to put this in to create an expanded universe of characters because you have this new, you know, new other character, the, the backstabbing guy. And so I don't know. It's, it all feels all off to me. Maybe. I feel like it was like we need something for Finn to do. So let's have him do this. Yeah. I might have been it too. I'll tell you, like, there was a point. So, like, you know, I was back and forth on this movie for like parts of it. I absolutely loved. It. I'm like, man, love this. This is amazing. And so, like, some parts I was like, what am I watching right now? Like, so, like, the point where I hit that um, was whenever they're on that casino planet and they're on those horse things mm -hmm. busting through walls. I'm like, what even is this? Well, it rem it reminds me a lot of some of the the prequel stuff. I Yes, agreed. The comedy aspects do, but the busting through wall stuff—I've never seen that kind of crap. I mean, some of the some of the action, though. I mean, it feels very, very like uh, oh, gosh, Phantom maybe. Menace to me. I don't know. Like, I, they just didn't have anything that like slapstick and crazy. Like, that's something that happens on like I'm trying to think of that movie. What's that? There was a bad movie that happened recently where there was like all these uh um like wildebeests running through a town. Crap! What was that? Talking about Jumanji? No, I'm totally kidding. No. In that context, that would make sense. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's where this, like, that's that's the context in which that that felt like that would make sense. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Where you're just trying to just do something dumb. Yeah. Because this is a dumb movie. Yeah. I and that I don't know. We'll have to move on from that subplot. But dude, that subplot, like, it's just worse. Just chop it out. It's it's gone. Yep. I'm happy. Um, I do think like it did like the mistakes made and the fact that like they're shooting down all these ships that does up the stakes at the end. So it's like, if anything, it serves the story purpose. If you're writing this thing, it serves the story purpose of making things way worse at the end. Yeah. And so it ups the but stakes. But I feel like all that blame was put on Poe and it's like, well, you should have just told him. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Like that, that is one of the, one of the weirdest things to me. Um, and again, the only way it makes sense is, is if there's a mole, there was no mole. They, they, that was not in there at all. Talking about, um, cool things like to have to do with the force. How about Leia 
like pulling herself back in the ship. Holy cow, dude. Whenever okay, so <sighs> let me just say, whenever that bomb went off on yeah. on the thing, I was like, This is it. I know. This is how they did it. They only shot like four scenes with Leia. Yep. And they used all the footage they could, and this was like it's heartbreaking and I was like, but really? This yeah. is not you know, this is not how I wanted to see this happen. Exactly. Right? Yep. And then whenever she does that, I got chills, I teared up. I was like, Holy cow, this is Star Wars. That's what I'm saying. There's these super, super highs, but then there's like these crazy, crazy lows. Yep. Dude, that like though Leia pulling herself back in, like half conscious, whatever's going on there yeah. is so freaking Star Warsy cool. So cool. I also love like mm. in that same kind of environment, I loved whenever um that ship went into hyperspace. I have through never... all the first order ships that visual whenever that happened chills yeah. I chills all over my body i like mouth dropped open i'm like it's like no sound i'm like i have never seen anything that looks like this nope let alone in this star wars universe yep. and then whenever you flash back to poe and leia standing yeah. there like watching it happen like shocked and and in awe and disgusted and all of this stuff. Like that's like, those are all the emotions that I'm feeling what you're feeling. I'm feeling. And yeah. that was amazing. It reminds me of the first time that I, uh, um, saw gravity wells in the animated series. Mm -hmm. Um, cause those blew my mind. I'm like, yep. Holy cow. That's insane. <laughs> that's what it was like. I was like, I didn't even, I, I hadn't even thought about this. Yeah. I didn't even know. Well, they reference, like, what's crazy about that is that they reference in A New Hope, whenever they're charting all of these, like, plotting this course into things, yeah. like, we don't want to run into a star. Yeah. So, like, the they don't teleport, they go through things. Because right. if you can run into a star, then you can run into anything. And so it's like, yeah, so it's like, this is the natural extension of, like, what can we do with the laws of this universe that is unique to star wars right yeah. and so like that was impressive to me yeah um so some more force things that i loved i loved like and they don't even explain any of it i loved it like in the the dark part of the island or whatever that big like whatever that wall was the mirror wall yeah the more when she's saying you know i felt alone and all that kind of stuff I'm like and she's like but mean? i went to the end of it so it's literally like uh -huh. it, it feels like a tunnel but then she ends up right back where she <laughs> oh, began it's, it's so weird dude and it feels like I, I, there's so much deep stuff there that I, I want to go back and watch and really listen to the words and that sort of thing. Because like there's something to whenever she reaches out at the darkness, isn't even afraid of it, and goes, goes at it. She goes through it and ends up exactly where she was. Yeah. I love the- Like it promises her something and then she doesn't get it. Well, she doesn't- she, Yeah. No, like, I, don't, I don't even get what they mean by like you know, showing me my parents and then it's like two people and then it ends up just being her. I'm like, what does that even mean? I don't know. It blows my mind. The the uh, the other like I love Luke projecting himself into that fight with Kylo Ren. That's insane. Let's talk about let's talk about that for a second. Okay, we're just gonna dive right in. We can, we can go back. And, we can go back and talk about Luke as a whole later. The fight with Kylo Ren. Fight with Kylo Ren was cool. I can't decide whether I think that he actually died. He either just like gave himself up to the Force. Or he died physically. And because when you think, like, whenever Obi-Wan died physically, he disappeared. Whenever Yoda died, he disappeared. So, like, that's the thing once you learn how to do it. Because remember, they were, they were talking about um, 
at the end of episode one, I believe, or something like that, they were saying like how Qui-Gon had been learning how to commune with the dead. And um, Obi-Wan learns that. That's how he turns into a Force ghost and all that kind of stuff. Right, and so, we see Qui-Gon so as once, a Force ghost. And so once you stuff. learn it, that's whenever it's like, okay, well, when you die, you turn into a Force ghost. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, did he die? You don't so, think so? I don't know. Like, here's the thing. He saw Tatooine, which was crazy. Like, what does that even mean? Oh, my gosh. So this is... There's a few things at play here. Do you want me to talk about the fight first, or do you want me to talk about the death first? Let's talk about the death first. All right, so let's about talk about now. the death first. I feel like what happened had to have had something to do with the fact that he blocked himself off from the Force, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he comes back, and he's like, he's done this crazy feat. Overdoes it. I don't know about overdoes it, but like, Catherine brought up the fact that she was like, that whenever he does it, he knows that mm-hmm. if if... If I do this, mm-hmm. my body's gone. Like I, it's 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 all or nothing. Well, right what now. he said was, he said, if you strike me down in anger, I'm gonna, uh, I'll always be with you, just like your father is. <laughs> yep. Which is horrifying for for Kylo. Right. And then he does it anyway. Yeah. I mean, and I think in in a lot of ways, like that is reminiscent of uh, Obi-Wan's line where he says, if you strike me down right. now, I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Yeah. And like, and so like I, at that point I knew something was going to happen here. And then whenever he does it and then Lucas floating, however many systems away or whatever, I was like, Oh wait, he's gotten out of it. This is like, he's alive. It's fine. He's going to be in the next movie. This yeah. is, this is everything's all good. And then he gives himself up and I'm like, or what? Dies. What? Yeah. And uh, and so like I I kind of take it almost that he gave himself up because of that like he gave himself up to to for this thing and that his body just kind of like oh I, I if I do this and save everyone then my body's gonna give out and I give myself up to the force yeah maybe I mean that's the thing like I just don't understand the process necessarily like does that mean he died or does that mean like which I don't know if that matters either way he's gonna be a force ghost right. so whatever um, yeah. Man, his journey this this uh, this movie was interesting to me. I'm not sure if I'm 100 percent satisfied with it. Like, I don't mind the whole like what what I what I find to be strange mm-hmm. is that he was on this island for that long and didn't come to these kind of revelations until now. You know where it's like. let go of the past it's not his fault that kind of stuff like why other than shutting himself off on the force i feel like that was a that was just that was there to explain like why yoda hadn't visited him earlier or something like that you know yeah and i think there was no way it's it would be hard aside from him just like the next this movie and the next movie just being wholeheartedly about him it would be hard for me to be satisfied with i think where his his storyline goes um i mean what i wanted to like and i and i've I've, on the way home like while i was uh waiting on some food i was reading a couple different reviews and both of the reviews like pointed out like well they liked how this wasn't the traditional master student relationship i'm like i kind of wanted to see that though i kind of wanted to see luke teach her some things and he like Honestly, taught her like basically nothing. I mean, he taught her 
the fundamentals which she didn't have. Like I, I think did about he? I think what about did he teach her that was a fundamental. What the force is. Okay, what the force is. Okay, he did do that. And that was awesome. I mean, that was amazing. I would have loved to see more of that, right? Yes, that's what I want to see more of. Like yeah. that was great. And not like and you don't have to he doesn't have to be this like, you know, uh Mr. Miyagi kind of guy. Right. And we don't have to see or, the or training we, montage. Or, 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 or we want Kenobi or anything like that. Like yeah. he doesn't have to be that like into Or even Yoda. It. Yeah, like more of a you know, like a super eccentric, super confusing, but also like, you know, you're learning things. Like I would have liked to see more of that. I definitely would have too. I thought that whenever he told her that like training begins at dawn mm-hmm. and he says, I, I have thought, three lessons. Yeah. I have three lessons. We saw one of those lessons. Well, we saw the, what is the force? We saw the, this is, he, he's, it, there was the whole, like, this is why Jedi shouldn't exist because things aren't black and white or something like that. Yeah. While they're sitting around the pool. Yeah. But there, there was one more. Yeah. What was the, I don't know what the, the third one was. I mean, maybe she bailed on it. Um, but I don't know. Like it's it, that part of it. Yes, I would have loved to see more of that. And we had the time for it. If you leave out some of the oh, the, the, the side story, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like it's his story and his journey over this. It does feel a little interesting. I do know that Mark Hamill has said that he basically begged. JJ and, and Kathleen Kennedy and everybody who was in charge of Force Awakens to let the three of him, him, Han, and Leia mm-hmm. all meet. Because he's yeah. like, if I know that they're in danger, he's like, mm-hmm. Luke would just take off across the galaxy and go to try to save them. He's like, he right. he would. And so they explain a way why he didn't yep. by him shutting himself off from the Force. He didn't even know Han was dead. Yeah. And so I'm not sure that I was satisfied with that answer. I do think that there was a disservice done by not having them all three meet back up in some way. I do think from a plot perspective, it is hard to do that with the story that they were trying to tell with Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that, that like he's right. Luke would no, I think, like, do a lot of things for his friends. I mean, this is moving back to Force Awakens. Like There were some things with Force Awakens that didn't make any sense in terms of the way that they... Um, organize the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, whenever the First Order destroys those planets, and you see like this random like administrative official, it's 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 um, Leia's representative or uh, for the Senate, like, right? She's there, but you, and it, like it's in other like scenes that they shot. It's in the book, the novelization, but it's n- never explained in the movie and makes zero sense, right? Um, I don't know, like. I still feel like I still feel like in some ways we did answer some of those questions and we answered them in unsatisfactory ways with this movie um, because of the whole like with the whole like Luke shutting himself off from the horse doesn't know that Han is dead and so like that that aspect of yeah. it is like very strange. That's my like, that's one of the things that I'm kind of like I don't know how I feel about with this movie is I feel like a large part of this movie was spent trying to explain things that we set up in The Force Awakens. Yeah, which I guess I'm fine with in some ways. Like, if you get yourself into that, 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 I would rather them explain it than ignore it. Maybe, like, but, like, raised parents, um, they deal a lot with that. Um, the, what happened between, uh, Kylo Ren and Luke. 
And I don't even like. I, I really didn't like even the twist they took. Cause I like. I like the fact that there's two like two different perspectives on it. But I'm like, that just feels cheap, you know? Like what? That there's two perspectives, or no? The way that they the way that they sh- they trick you, like they show they show the perspective, like because Luke could just be up front with her and say this is what happened, mm. and then you never get that whole well Luke is a bad guy because you all you hear is Kylo's version first. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I guess. But in my mind, whenever Luke finally did tell his actual story for it, I was like, okay, that's basically the same story you told before. Except for the fact that you had ignited your lightsaber. <laughs> kind of. Like, he didn't, but he... He left out the moment he, of He left weakness. on the whole, I'm going to kill him thing. I mean... He just said, he, I confronted him about it. Yeah. But that's not what happened. Like, that's different than... I was going to kill him. <laughs> I mean, but then decide yes. not to. That's not a confrontation about well, how you're feeling. True, that's not a confrontation. You're right. Um, that's a murder. <laughs> I, oh, of course, yeah, attempted totally. murder. Well, I mean, and that's totally like dark side stuff. So yeah. it's like you, you know, like so. But that's the thing. Like, okay, okay so but they twisted. So first is one thing, and then it's the next thing where you're like, man, Luke is actually a really bad dude. And then it goes back to like, oh, okay, I kind of understand that. And okay, cool. He also like decide not to in the end but then kylo like it's like okay why 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 this, it's, it was exhausting the back and forth about stuff like that was exhausting where you think one thing and then it's the other thing yeah and then you think another thing i mean i guess it's it's always keeping you on your toes but yeah it, it you're right like you do get exhausted by the end and, and by the end like you don't know which way is up no and so whenever the 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 luke skywalker death finally does like actually happen i literally was like Again, they turned that on its head a little bit by like having him floating there, and then you're like, okay, so he's fine now. And yeah, I know. Just tricked him, and then all of a sudden they pull the rug out from under you again, and so you really like. I really by the time that happens, it's hard to process that final moment, and I guess like that's that's one reason why I felt like it was very very close to the end of the movie. I mean, we still have what like what would you say after he dies? How mu- how long until the final credits roll? Five minutes. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't not that, not feel that like that long. Like, I hadn't put myself back t- together emotionally by the time the credits were rolling. I, well, and I agree with, like, the same thing happened with Force Awakens with Han. You know, where, like, by the time you get to, like, I'm like, I still don't know what I thought about that, you know? I guess, but you have the whole, like, Luke Skywalker discovery still. Yeah, but which doesn't feel like that should be the end either. That, that You know, whatever. Like, I don't want to, like, rehash no. Force Awakens. But, I mean, I do feel like after at the end of whenever the credits rolled on Force Awakens, I had... I, I was ready for this movie to be done by the time it was done. I'll say that. Well, right. But, I mean, I hadn't emotionally really, like, processed the the big major thing that happened at the end of it. And I guess maybe, like, that, that harkens back to... Uh, Empire Strikes Back a little bit because like at the end of that movie same sort of thing where you're like I haven't fully processed that Luke Skywalker's father is Darth Vader right so I don't know I mean like yeah Luke's Luke's arc is interesting in this movie and it's I don't know how much I'm into like how much I'm satisfied with it but that final battle with him and Kylo yeah super cool stunning as far as the visuals go well it reminds me a lot of the Twin Sons episode of uh, Rebels yeah. with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi yeah. and Darth Maul. Yeah. Visually. Al- although him not being there kind of creates a pro- like at first like I would have loved to see them actually like fight like have a lightsaber battle. Like fight with the lightsabers. That would have been great. 
didn't get to see that because of the fact he's not really there. And then it cheapens the whole, like, hey, I'm going to fire on him and he's still going to be alive. I was like, he's just like using the force somehow to protect himself from this barrage of uh, fire from these walkers. But he was, Chris. <laughs> kind of. You know, like I always go back to um, in the comic series when they rebooted the Darth Vader comic and this uh, AT-AT walker falls on him and he catches it and picks it up with the force mm-hmm. and, and protects us. I'm like, cool. Like you could totally do that, you know, create some kind of force field around you with the force. Yeah. I totally get you. I it also, just cheapens it. It's just and it's like why? So the reason why I feel like he wasn't actually there, like there, I'm was, okay with him not being there. Why not? Like why? Why the why the reveal again? Another reveal just to like juke you out. Well, so the reason I feel like he wasn't there was so that we would give him the whole Tatooine, give himself up to the Force thing. Sure. Right. And so like that emotional thing, like, okay, that's great. That's cool. That's, I I liked the fact that we did that. So we didn't just poof disappear like Obi-Wan Kenobi there in the, the, whenever the blast doors are open or whatever of uh, a new hope. And that's the end of Luke Skywalker. Right. And the only way they could do that to transport him to another location in order for him then to have his disappearing was to have him not there in the first place. And so I don't know. I mean, like, I, I'm there with you where it's like it would have been it would have been really cool to see this physically, like, physical thing, this amazing physical feat, right? Physical feats yeah. with the Force are something that well, are so okay, underrated. So, like, the other thing I don't like with that end scene is, you know, Poe's like, oh, I think he he's trying to he's trying to buy us time so we can escape. Why didn't he say, hey, guys, I'm going to go out here, escape while I'm out here. Yeah. I'm buying you some time. It's the same reason, like, thing frustration I have with, like, the writing, whatever, like they don't tell Poe what's going on. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So to wrap up my thoughts on for now on Luke Skywalker's journey, um, the, that final battle, super awesome. Very cool. And then him disappearing. Like, do you think in the next movie, he's just going to be force ghosting? And then how much force ghosting do you foresee? No idea. Like, this is the problem with Ray. She's still untrained. And I think about the journey between, um, like, of Luke, between um, episode, um, so Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. He has somehow completed his training. Yep. Without, without, uh, Yoda, really. Without Yoda or Obi-Wan or however he's been doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I feel like between now and the next one, she needs to complete her training or he helps, we see him helping her or something like that. In the Force ghosting. Yeah. Um, that being said, like I thought he would be in more of this movie than he was. Um, same thing with Leia. I thought she'd be in more of it. So she's in a coma for half of it. It's interesting to me. Yeah, that was... that. that, that it's it's interesting coming out of the end of this movie where the world doesn't know that Leia won't be in the next movie. Yeah. But we do. Yeah. And that is really hard because we just we just unnecessarily seemingly unnecessarily took an actor, uh one of the main characters of this franchise yeah. out of play at the end of this movie. Yeah. 
And we also don't have access to the person who was supposed to be the main part or one of the main parts yeah. of the next movie. Yeah, that's the other thing that I feel like, I, like now that I've seen this one, it feels like what they were doing was like, well, in the first one, we kill Han. And in the second one, Luke dies. Which and then, feels so corporate. And it, Well, it feels so cheap. Like in the third one, Leia, you know, like... It feels so like oh when we're bringing in the new uh, the new blood and yeah. we're systematically eliminating at regular intervals our old characters yeah. right and like that feels so like m- calculated and really I don't know really yeah, cold it, yeah yeah it feels like are we making this decision for a creative decision or like is this a business decision right and that's what feels weird about it to me that's that's the portion of this whole like. Luke dying at the end of this one, Han dying at the end of the first one, and then supposedly the rumor was that the next movie was Leia's, Leia's movie. movie, which means she probably dies. And that's what, like, that's what everyone has said is like, that, oh, you know, that was supposed to be Leia's movie, and it's like, oh man, what does that mean for the next movie? And how, no like, are well, we even and, excited about? Well, and the next what that movie? means is like, I hope Luke plays a bigger role because we don't have anybody left from the original trilogy. We don't have like people like side characters like Admiral Akbar. You know, and that's where I'm at with it, man. Like we killed them. Like the only thing I was thinking on my way over here, like after the movie, was like the only way you maintain any kind of connection to the rest of the franchise if Luke's not in it is by giving a bigger role, which I think they should bigger role to C3PO and R2 or Chewbacca. Or Chewie, it's just hard to play off a Chewie. I know, because you have to basically be his, uh, be the text coming yeah. out of his mouth. Like you have to. Uh, same with R two, I suppose. Uh, I love, I love. <laughs> if you, you do those three, well, you literally have one character that actually speaks. You know, yeah, exactly. uh, speaks. Well, and that's the thing. Like that's what you know. C three PO and R two together. You know, like you know, it's always the back and forth. That's that's better than like your human character going back and forth with them. Um, right. But if you think about like George would always have C three PO and R two going off and doing these like things, yeah, like doing this. They were the subplot for ha- uh, half those of all the other movies. Well, I mean, in the prequels, like a lot of people were hated those subplots of the loved previous it. movies. I mean, I, I like I, I loved the 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 C three PO and R two stuff. That's I, mean, what, I, I did too. I mean, but I mean, there, that was a lot of the criticisms that people had with the prequels was like, oh, and then you have these goofy droids. Um. The it it always brings me back to like uh, that George Lucas was like after all all six movies were out he's like I I kind of always viewed this as a movie being told from like the, the George's perspective I know which is okay George like, whatever it's really funny because it's like R two was in was in all of them and it began and ended with uh, with him in a lot of ways in some of those so I don't know it's interesting though I find that very interesting yeah, and then I mean, the fact that in the new trilogy it's, a, it's an interesting perspective it's one of those things where I'm kind of like you're just full of crap man you just talk <laughs> like, for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would love to see them play a, a larger role anyway. I'm just, it's, again, it's odd where we know, you know, the universe, like I said, the universe, whenever they wrap this movie, the universe of Star Wars didn't know that Leia won't be in the next one. Yeah. And then, but we do. And, and like that feels, it's a, it's a weird feeling for sure. Um, so I don't know. Poe, we uh, you mentioned Poe earlier. I yeah. did want to bring up the 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 his journey in this movie, which Force Awakens. He really he was a one like literally just didn't change throughout the entire thing. One note character, just supporting role that sort of thing. With this movie, he like had this mm, kind of story arc, um, and it was, sure it had s- these moments where it's like, well, this doesn't make any sense because it's, someone's not telling you 
what you need to know. Yeah. Um, but you go from him being like this fighter pilot to being leader, right? And so you, you know, Leia early on was like, she saw like the leadership. She was like, we had however many people out there and mm-hmm. no leaders. Yeah. And she kind of laid that on his lap of like, you needed to be the leader out there and, and, and come back yeah. you know, whenever I told you. And, uh, and so throughout this entire thing, he has this arc. And then at the very end, he's like, Oh, he pulls everybody off to save their lives yeah. and be a leader about it. Um, so while I do feel like that was unsatisfactory, I do think that sets his character up nicely for the next movie. I also think that entire subplot of like this taking, you know, a long portion of the movie has been done better in things like Rebels in 20 minutes. Agreed. And so like where it's like a character needs to become a leader and isn't thinking for the best portion of the team. And then by the end of the episode, they've come back around. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I did want to point out that like that sets him up nicely for the next one. Like that gets set up in this movie. Um, I I think like him becoming leader was and I, and I like the whole I did like the okay you're just this hotshot pilot who just like you just think or act before you think that kind of thing to where like at the end he like held Finn back when it feels like Finn's like we need to go out there and help him he's like hang on it's not what he wants you know which is that's like the opposite of what he would normally do right um so we yeah we set up his him like being leader of the fleet which or the rebels which honestly. How many is that now? Anyway, they all fit on the Millennium Falcon. Dude, it's like a dozen. I feel like we only have like a dozen people <laughs> it's ridiculous. left. And it's the spark. Yeah, yeah gosh. I don't know. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, they also got rid of, they got rid of Supreme Leader Snoke, which was a cool scene. Holy crap, dude. Odd to me. So <laughs> there's some things there. Like uh, that entire sequence was probably the most surprising surprising sequence and that's about the threshold for the for the twists that i had surprise right then yeah like, was right that scene in that red room well to me like the the saddest the last like if they had they had been done twisting after kylo ren decided to still stay evil yeah because that's what i want like i've told you before he freaking killed han solo he killed so many younglings he's anakin skywalker yeah you're not redeeming this guy no sorry at least not in my mind. And if you try to, I will resist it vehemently. Right. Um, so I was like, okay, that's a satisfactory twist. Yeah. I'm done with the twists now. You yeah. Know? That's about where it was, where the, like I said, my yeah. threshold was right there. It was at the end of that scene. Everything else after that, I'm just like, why? I was, I was kind of done. And there were, there were all, like I said, all of the su- subplot ones, all the twists that we Came tried to do that. with Poe and yeah. with Finn and, and, and Rose. Luke. I was like, nah, none of this is, yeah. none of this is making any sense. No. Um, But they set him up well, like he is the lead, like he is the new, not even Darth Vader, he's the new like emperor. Like that's the right. the level that he's at. There's some really unique things that they're doing in the story, the main storyline of this movie that I both didn't expect and like, I don't know, this, I've never seen this type of thing before where literally like it, w- it would be as if whenever um, Luke confronts the emperor and Darth Vader if Darth Vader just decides to kill the Emperor yep. and then Luke gets away. Yeah. Like that's what that's what this is. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, this is this is uncharted territory yeah. um, for this universe and feels really interesting to me. I wish we knew more about Snoke and where he came from. Agreed. We can just throw most of that out the window now. We are never gonna know. Um, but 
I don't know. Like that was a unique scene. Uh, that fight sequence between uh, with with him and Ray fighting on the same side, fighting all these dudes, and that she was awesome. throws the the lightsaber and he lasers this guy in the head. It's like, oh my yeah. gosh, this stuff is some of the coolest, most stylish stuff we've seen in Star Wars. Yeah, agreed. But also one of those things that I just didn't expect. I'm gonna have to wrap my mind around how I feel about them killing Snoke right there. Yeah, and. Uh, and where this stands. I think that this series from Force Awakens, like because we brought back Phasma, right? Which yeah. was unnecessary because then we just killed her. Yep. Again. Um, again, another one of those twists that didn't need to be twisty. Nope. Um, just straighten those twists out sometimes. Yep. You know, just let's let's sometimes let what we expect be the thing. Um, but like we had a, we had a situation and still kind of have a situation of too many bad guys. Because we had Snoke, we had uh, what's his face, the, Hux. the yeah Hux, and we have Kylo, and we have Phasma, and these are four big baddies. We've now eliminated Snoke, which is a weird one to choose to eliminate, and you eliminate uh, Phasma. Now we have these two people who hate each other in charge of this entire thing. Which I actually like that dynamic. It's crazy. Yeah, I just think that like the Snoke thing was just you know because we were all like who is Snoke and there's this big conspiracy and like. Well, it doesn't even matter anymore, but I'm kind of like, like, um, I'm with you where it's like, there's sometimes where I just want you to do what I expect. And, and I guess like, there's some things that make a Star Wars movie a Star Wars movie. And maybe I just, maybe I, like going into this, you're like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know where this is going. I don't know what's happening. But I'm kind of like at the end of the day, I'm kind of like, well, maybe a Star Wars movie, you should kind of know where it's going, or like, at least it's meeting some of your expectations, right? Not just ob- obliterating all of them, right? Well, and and you feel like Force Awakens was criticized for being too much by of the people's book. expectations, but like that's honestly what I wanted. Uh, yeah, and this is like completely one, you know, a one eighty in the other direction. Yeah, like well, I think a nothing, good medium, it's almost nothing you expected. A good no, it's not nothing. I don't know of one thing that I expected. And some of them were good, whereas like, okay, yeah, I'm glad Kylo is still bad. I'm like, they're not redeeming his character, or at least not in this movie. Awesome. But then there's other things where I'm like, well, you know, Luke's journey was kind of weird, you know? Like, there's the, there's the good and the bad. And again, like like you said at the beginning of this, I have to live with this and think about this for a while before mm-hmm. I really can come to terms with how I feel about it. Yeah. I think where where I come down in the immediate is that the main storyline was super unique and super interesting to me. Yeah. Um, whether or not I liked not spending as much time with Luke in that main storyline as I, I would have liked, um, I also don't know how much would be enough for me because I really like Luke. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like the Luke Ray dynamic and I don't feel like we got enough of it, but at the same time, again, how much do I need? Like, is this, is this one of those things where it's like, if I just get some, I'm literally going to always be sitting here saying, I want more of this. Um, but at the same time, I do think like the main storyline of this movie, I was surprised by all of it and I think I'm okay with it. I think we said this after Rogue One where it's like with Star Wars, you either accept it or you don't. Like yeah. 
you either have to say, I'm okay with this story being what it is or not, because like, they're not going to reboot it. There's no do-overs. Mm-hmm. This is it now. Mm-hmm. So you either decide to be okay with it or you you need to tune out for the, you know, for the whole rest of the franchise. You can't really pick or choose. Right. Because they're so inter- interconnected. Right. And I guess like where I'm at with that is that even even with with I'm not like I don't I don't feel like I'm getting over it um on like it, you know you're like oh well I guess I I guess I'll just get over my problems with this this storyline yeah. with the main portion of the storyline like Ray Kylo Luke story right yeah. and for the large part Leia but she was out of this movie for the majority yeah um but those four characters like I don't feel like I'm really getting over anything to like what happened in it. No, yeah, I like where they ended up, you know, and like what happened right. basically. I it's I just do how think we got there. It's just how we got there, and I feel like a lot of that with Luke specifically came out of Force Awakens. The fact that we didn't see him at all in Force Awakens yeah. is in large part to blame for a lot of my issues with him in this movie or his his uh, arc in this movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anything else? I'm sure there's something, but I'm sure we could talk about this for a really long time. Think, Maybe think, this is I the think... thing where we revisit in January at some point yeah. with so... some people. Get get some people on the podcast, like you know, uh, maybe Jared or maybe uh, Fultron or something. Like just, I think we did this with Force Awakens too. We were like, okay, so this is like 40 days later or something like that. Uh, yeah. Let's let's revisit and see how we feel. I mean, I'll, like I'll probably see it again this Sunday, this weekend, sometime. So yeah. Um, one thing I did want to talk about real fast, uh, the visuals in this movie. I think they did a really good job with a lot of that stuff. Like um, whenever they're on that, that last planet with the salt flats, My whenever goodness. they're – like there's this top-down shot of like whenever they start breaking away because the TIE fighters are coming at them and then all the like lines are just going everywhere. Like that was super, super cool um, visually. Um I loved the, like, a lot of the island shots. A lot of the space stuff looked really good. The battles looked really good. Like, they made everything look really, really good. There's only one spot in this where I, I saw the seams and it took me out of the moment. Hmm. And it was whenever Ray lifted all the rocks off of the cave. The I rocks hanging in the air seemed like they looked super weird to I me. I think that was because of the 3D. Because it did look kind of weird. I think that was the 3D. Okay. So potentially this may not it may be a non-issue. And I'll see it in non-3D while yeah. it's still in theaters for sure. Um, but yeah, that part of it, I was just kind of like, what? Why did that look so I would have so loved to weird? have seen a, like a, a wide shot of her with all those rocks in the air. Oh, yeah. You know, that goes kind of a little too close. Um, one more thing. I I disliked most of the comedy in this, but I did love the comedy with the caretakers on the island. <laughs> like that rock slides down and hits the cart. That was pretty funny. I also liked BB-8, um, save for the moment there where he's driving the like whatever it is. Yeah. or whatever it is. I mean, save for that one moment, I think BB-8 in this thing like was amazing. Like where he's underneath that trash oh, can yeah, and that he's just smashing dude. around the entire thing. And that's thing. Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Like that's the kind of comedy... That it's, Star Wars. It's all like it's, it's situational rather than um rather than like one liners or whatever. Like oh it, man, the worst one liner, Finn. Whenever um Phasma dies oh, or yeah. something like that, he's like, she says um you're scum, and he goes, 
Rebel scum. I'm like, are, is this Die Hard? <laughs> yeah. What are we watching right now? I know. Yeah. Well, there was a couple. Dude, like, there, they're not. Oh, there gosh. was a couple in in uh, in that plot line. I also there's. Oh, man, I was kind of. I, was, I wish I, was, I didn't have as many problems with this movie. I know. As far as like the, the was, nitpicky character stuff, I know. because also the whole like the there's a lot of weirdness with um with the the. Oh, the purple hair, I can't remember her character oh, name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, There's a lot of weirdness in every interaction that, like, she had. I feel like Because po- she didn't tell anybody anything. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, just in general, like, I think the way that they they portrayed, like, this, like, weird, like, oh, is she evil thing? Because, like, she opens yeah. up and she has this amazing monologue, and I'm like, all right, great, yeah, let's do that. Yep, yep. And then, <laughs> and then Poe po doesn't, has a problem with it, and I'm like, why does he have a problem with this? And then we, like, get into these, like, conversations that he has with her yeah and you're like they're trying to hint that maybe she's like not a good person and she's a traitor but it's like you never buy it and so like there's like character stuff like that where it's like i'm not the portrayal of this character doesn't match what they intend and then the other character that does that a lot is rose where like i don't like her character arc because she starts off she hates finn she like doesn't like him. She zaps him. She thinks he's a traitor. And then five seconds later, she's like planning to go on the secret mission with him, not telling anyone. Yeah. And it's like she's what rule follower one second, and then all of a sudden she's not. And I don't know her character throughout that entire thing. I feel like they did a very big disservice to like what potentially could have been a cool like thing with her and Finn. But it's like they both of those characters were pretty much just lost out yeah. there. I'm not a huge fan of her character at all. Um, on multiple levels. I did think it was a cool thing um, to, and it was very, almost a Rogue One-esque kind of a thing with her character to have her sister yeah. at the very beginning of this thing and in what was like essentially an incredible war scene. Yeah. Um, like that whole thing was really cool and then to have her reference later on, as soon as like her character was introduced and you made that connection that they were family, you're like, Oh man, I am immediately I like you. Yeah. And then systematically throughout the, you know, throughout the the whole like, oh man, let's take her character and turn her around 5 seconds later where she's not mad at Finn anymore. Well, they like And then like progressively as this whole thing goes and then I don't know, the whole like that her, her story arc really tore down what was initially a lot of goodwill. Well, they gave her like a lot of crappy one-liners too. Like you know, I I don't even remember the point. Like there's a point sometime on the the Star Destroyer or whatever it was, um, the command ship, she's like, anyone need a ride? Like all this kind of stuff. I'm like, what kind of, Yeah. what are we watching? What is this? That entire like plot line is, is a lot of why is this happening? You know? And, and I, in the end of the day, I was, I was like, okay, well, I, I am strapped in. I'm here for this. I do think there was a lot of that. Like I said earlier, there's a lot of that plot line that feels a lot like the prequels. Um, with some of the one-liners where, you know, you think about like young Anakin in, in Phantom Menace and he's like doing the one-liners left and right, you know? And no, then, except for they're more endearing because he's a little kid versus a grown person. It's true. But then, it, then he also had a lot of one-liners in the second movie, you know, in, in episode two. And it's like, oh my goodness, what are we doing, dude? You know, because he's like, he's, and he's doing it in, in even a worse way because he's doing it in a flirtatious way. <laughs> well, like, then we'll compare the, okay, sure. We'll compare that to Luke's, the worst, the worst line. 
And he's like, what about the sacred texts? <laughs> like, Mark Hamill, you're just like, you hate that line. I know you do. And you just said it like that just because you hate it. <laughs> it's so sarcastic. <laughs> Such a, I love Mark Hamill. Sarcastic delivery. Can I just say I love Mark Hamill? Mark <laughs> yeah, Hamill's I mean, hilarious. I love him too. It's ridiculous, man. It's the worst dialogue sometimes. Oh, I don't man. know. Um, we're tearing this movie apart a lot. That's the problem. Like, there's so much to like tear apart, but then there's so much I like. Yep. So, Chris. Yeah. Then now comes the portion where I ask if we're ready to rate this thing, and I'm not sure that I am, but I'm. I'm. I'll stick one on it. Oh man, it's a hard one. I'm gonna give it a preliminary eight. That's right where I was sitting. And I wish, I mean, I can't remember what I gave Force Awakens. I think it was like a nine or, or something like that. Yeah. But this definitely isn't, it, it doesn't, it, like there are too many, like I have too many small problems with it. Like I have problems with Force Awakens too, but mainly just because it was rushed or, or felt like edited very quickly mm-hmm. um, and, and left a lot of unanswered questions. Um, this one answered a lot of those questions and answered a lot of its own questions, but has like pretty glaring issues um, from a plot standpoint specifically. Mm. Like, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So we're both at an eight? Yeah. Nice. Are we excited about the Ryan Johnson trilogy? Yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm like, I don't know. I'm kind of glad he's not doing the main line. Yeah, I'm happy that we get JJ back yeah. for the next one. Agreed. This is my. This is what I think. Like I'm kind of like, well, they took a lot of his mystery boxes and answered them this time around, and I'm kind of like, is he just going to introduce a whole bunch more this next time? We've talked about this kind of. I'm kind of like okay with that if he does. <laughs> I mean, maybe. You know, I mean, maybe I'm okay. Because well, there's with nothing. It. What What didn't they answer? What questions do we still have from Force Awakens anymore? I mean, aside from Snoke, but it, it, like it either it was answered or it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know that I like that even. I feel like there's got to be a healthy balance. Like we're on, I feel like Chris here, let me lay this out there. We are now currently swinging on a pendulum on one side. We have lots of unanswered questions, very like rushed movie, like pacing. And on the other side, we have this movie pacing and all of the answered questions and this, you know, I, mean, I feel like we're swinging oh, back and forth on this. We thing. need to talk about the end real fast. Oh, which what ending? Which one? What part? The, the, with the kid. Ah. So, Leia says this line about how um, the spark is like we're 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 gonna be okay basically because there's hope and um, the spark of rebellion is out there or something like that. All across the galaxy, whatever it is. And then we see this kid, and I'm like, are we having to wait wait for him to grow up? Like, sure, maybe he has he has part of the force, but like, in order for him to play a role in this story, we're gonna have to wait ten years. Again, I don't know that I took it that way. More so, I took it whenever Ray says earlier in the movie. Again, all of this is subject to be me being completely wrong and, and changing next next viewing. Um, she says earlier in the movie, she says, I've o- I always had this thing in me, but it was awakened. 
And in The Force Awakens, Snoke... There's been an awakening. Right. And so in this movie, we have Rey, who supposedly, if it's true, considering you know, the big assumption that he was telling the truth, that her parents were no one really of note, which honestly, like at this point, doesn't necessarily matter whether that's true or not, but it, if it's true... And there's been this awakening, and she says, "Oh, the spark has been, you know, across the galaxy." And this kid is also. I don't. I don't think it matters, even if it's that specific kid. It's just that who all of the Force users, for what whatever reason, experienced an awakening, and something is different now than it was prior to Force well, Awakens. And the like, so that line in the Force Awakens that you're talking about, he says, "There's been an awakening," and if you don't kill Luke Skywalker the next generation of Jedi will rise. And, but then it's, it's immediately contradicted in this movie whenever he's, he's telling Kylo, I, I foresee, foresaw that your equal would rise. I always thought it would be Luke. No, you didn't. You just said that the next generation of Jedi, Jedi is rising and like you even co compared like Ray to Kylo in The Force Awakens. Well, and in, well, yeah, you're right. In that conversation, it's, hmm. I don't know. I, I think that's all real muddy. I just didn't like, I'm like, I didn't like that ending. Like, and then we have Luke's theme playing with this kid. I'm like, what are you implying? I didn't really care for the ending either. Um, mainly also because like, I feel like the, and okay, Anakin from Phantom Menace. It felt very much like that, where it's like this kid, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, but it's who cares about this kid? It's not great. Like it's it's not wasn't great. Um, wasn't a great direction to go. Like with this kid, like where he's like has this ring and he has this determined look, and he picks up the broom like it's a lightsaber. Like it's it's very hokey. Like yeah. Like it's like why 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 are we like not inspiring at all treading into hokey territory here whenever we could end on something much different than this? Um, she could have just delivered that monologue and that's it. We didn't have to see this kid. So I don't know. I, it's it's uh, and you would just imply that you would imagine that kid. A lot of times the imagined thing is better than the other. I mean, the kid doesn't mean anything to me. Or, I also, the, or the rest of the audience. Again, Chris, there's a lot of that side plot where I feel like we're going to end up there on Ryan Johnson's trilogy because he f is wanting to tell a story. I mean, that and so it, it, like it, it, all of that, that ending scene, all of that entire jaunt that uh, Finn and Rose took, it all has this feeling to me of the DC Expanded Universe just like let's shoehorn in these extra characters in this extra location in order to blow it out with the next you know with a different trilogy. And so like I I would not doubt I don't think any of those people are going to be in his trilogy. I mean, I don't what do you mean the kid or do you mean the other I don't guy? I think the kid or the other guy, Benicio del Toro's like guy. I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, I I wouldn't doubt if if that location definitely shows up in one of his things. I don't know. I'm not to the point where I would be willing to bet money on it, but I am 
I don't know. It, it definitely, like I said, to me personally, it rings of a expanded universe kind of a move. Yeah. Well, I just don't know why, like, what's the purpose of it being in there. It doesn't make any sense even for that purpose. Like who cares? I mean, that's, that's what I say whenever they try to do those types of things with all of the DC movies and with, uh, like, uh, whatever, uh, the Harry Potter, um, not Harry Potter, the, uh, Fantastic Beasts. That's the one. Like whenever know, they did that, that stuff in that. But then this would, if they're, if that's the purpose, I feel like the purpose was like they needed something for Finn to do and that's possible. they wanted to show some kind of like moral quandary in like some gray area between like, because we're, we're like Luke's talking about like the force and like there's no, you know, light and dark and it's all just like whatever. Um, and then, you know, showing like, well, these, these guys are good, but they're also bad you know like they're bad but they're also good i guess is what it is like you know, i sell to the good guys sell to the bad guys and right. like okay cool but this is a stupidly long thing to go off on to make that kind of a point you mm-hmm. know i don't know yeah and it also undoes a little bit of what we did with maz kanata in in the first uh in a force awakens where she says the 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 ultimate battle this between the sith and the jedi between yeah. the empire and the rebels between yeah. the new order and the, uh, the resistance yeah the resistance so i mean it kind of like undoes that a little bit yeah and uh and so i don't know it's it's we'll find out but i do like that that was a really weird way to end it too you know I, i'm right there with you all right so we already rated this thing we're giving it an eight a piece <laughs> um next week is it jumanji jumanji Cool. Maybe we'll like that one better. <laughs> we won't have as many. I just want to. Ha- I hope that movie's just fun. That's all I want from that movie. I hope that I watch this movie again a second time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and I, and I like it a lot better. <laughs> we'll see. I, mean, I like it. I like it thing, so it's an, many it's, things. It's an eight because of all the good things. But man, it like if I was judging it on like just the things I don't like, it'd be like a five or a six. I mean, like it, that's the span of like. Like the things I love, some of it's like a ten. Yeah, but well, things I, mean, I hate, super low. I think you chop out the like both of the subplots, like right. So we talked about the side plots. Yeah. Like if you chop out both of those, I feel like we're up in like nine, nine point five territory. Like if it's just Luke and Ray and Leia. Yeah. Like we're we're sitting way up there. Yep. Because we didn't need much of the rest. You can find us online at stayingtargetpodcast.com. <laughs> On Twitter at ChrisWrites250. And JohnWrites777. And at StayOnTargetPod. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell your friends about us. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay On Target. Target.